The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Searching for something to put a smile back on your face. Just remembering unusual times that can come from an unusual place. You need a partner for the ride, cause everybody needs a climb. So set your worries to the side. Shit 90 Shows Taught Me was not filmed before a live studio audience. Do you not want to wait? Neither do we. Welcome back to Shit 90 Shows Taught Me. I'm Jess Sterling here with my co-host, Sarah Ferguson. Sarah, how are you? Jessica, I'm not well. Oh, no. I'm jealous. (laughs) I'm jealous. You've been talking to other podcasters. I mean, yes. At the bar. (laughs) Um, Here I am, just minding my own business, serving fish at the local fishery. Oh, the fish. There you are talking to anybody with boobs. You know what? Anybody that comes up to me that chats, you know what I do? I chat right back at them. How dare you? (laughs) How dare you? What a great episode of television. I admit it. I'm jealous. Okay. Are you happy Sorry. now? Are you happy? I am jealous. <laughs> jealous. Um, what a great episode of television. Um, I'm going to hide in the closet. Minus the, the gen content. I could have done without all of that. Who cares? Oh, yeah. I Honestly, mean, that was. Throw it away with the fish. No one That was it. low tier content. We're only here for high tier content. I'm just saying like it's so out of Jen's character that I was like, really? Like we're doing a jealousy storyline? Like, all right, sure. Here we well, are. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, from Jen, maybe it's it's not right. Yeah. Jealousy is not even a word in my vocabulary. Yeah. This girl, she has such a hard outer shell. You can't crack her. Um, yes. So obviously we're here talking season three, episode 19, Stolen Kisses. 
It's and spring break, baby. Spring break, baby. Uh, I feel like you love a um, you love like college stuff, and you love yeah. like um, what is it called? Um, spring break, sorority type stuff. So I feel yes. like you have to love like a spring break storyline. Spring break is great. Um, college spring break is better than high school spring break. I mean, like, yeah. who's going on high school spring break trips? I mean, not me, not me. But no, this is like so far fetched to me that like uh, Dawson and Joey like yearly would go to Aunt Gwen's. First of all, Aunt. Like, do you say Aunt or Aunt? Aunt. Me too. All the fancy people say Aunt. And yeah. I've, I've always wanted to be like fancy, like Aunt. Gwen. Then you can do it. All you have to do is just change it's too late the way for you me. say it. It's too late for me, I think. Do you call your aunt's. And uncle's uncle blank, or do you just call them by their name now? Oh no, it's always aunt and uncle blah de blah for the rest of existence. Yes, because that's what they are. Ninety like something. I think it's because they're like it's like a show of appreciation for your like elder, you know? <laughs> yeah, your elders. They're elders. What they're, if yeah. like you have like you know how there's situations where you have a sibling that's much older and they have a kid and their kid is like a year older than you like would you call them aunt and whatever even if they're like close in age that's weird they're kind of more like cousins oh interesting um that's a fair thing i don't think i have That'd be that in so my family. weird yeah i mean yeah i just like i don't have that situation like they're all still why do you not do the aunt and uncle vernacular anymore no i do okay well what the <laughs> So typical, so typical that this is like a whole conversation, a whole argument. And you're like, yeah, no, I'm the same way. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I like how um, this is called stolen kisses and it did not disappoint. There were stolen kisses. I know. I can't wait to talk all of like the momentous things that happen in this episode and like where we land on these things. And like Andy's moving on to new guy Will. Like there's like there's Mitch and Gail shit shenanigans. Oh, as always. Um, there's just like so much happening in this episode. Yeah. But before we get into all that, how was your week? How's things going? It was a good week. Um, it's funny that they had like a wedding reference in this episode Mm -hmm. because I went to a wedding. Um, my bestie Jillian, she does not listen to the podcast, but, um, (laughs) She got married and it was a beautiful day. Um, the most momentous day. She was a beautiful bride. Um, it was just absolutely perfect. That's so nice. So you said I yeah. feel I feel like I've already asked you this. Was it like jewel tones were like their colors or something? Am I wrong about that? Uh uh, so like it's funny because like the dresses were supposed to be like jewel tone. Like she didn't mm-hmm. have a wedding party because we're too old for that shit. But like her mom <laughs> wore like this beautiful like wine maroon Mm -hmm. dress her sister was supposed to wear an emerald dress and so that means that like i was gonna wear like this like blue dress Mm -hmm. like this like royal it wasn't not royal blue it was like deeper than royal blue uh it was like it it was a velvet dress so in Mm -hmm. certain lights it looked navy in certain lights it like looked lighter than that it was Mm -hmm. a really really pretty dress but it wound up like everybody wore blue except for her mom because like her sister couldn't didn't get an emerald dress 
So it's like we were supposed to be different, but we're all the same. And then like her brother's girlfriend wore blue and then like the mother of the groom wore blue. So it became like a real blue event. Blue is in season, baby. It's the season of blue. Oh I would have wore emeralds, but now I have this like gorgeous blue dress mm-hmm. and I was very excited about it. Um, and it was just like such a good day. And um, I mean, we have like a maid of honor. No, a best man speech later. I wasn't mm-hmm. a maid of honor because like I said, we weren't doing like um, official we wedding party type of thing. Yeah. But I did give a speech and it went very well. Did you make people cry? Yeah, I did. Look at you. So proud of you making people cry. I love it. I know. I know you. That was like your goal, right? You're like, I'm going to make someone cry. Well, you know, like when you do a speech, this is not my first rodeo. I've made (laughs) many a speech at a wedding. You want to hit a couple of points. Mm -hmm. This is like my expert thing. Okay. Um, You want to make them laugh. You want to make them cry. You want to touch on like the bride the groom and them as a couple that makes sense So those are like the ultimate goals yeah here um so i think like i like checked it all off and most importantly don't talk about yourself too much this is fair and not too many inside jokes because most people yes. aren't going to get them most people yeah. will not did so- you cry when you gave the speech Mm, no I had to hold it together I can tell like my voice was getting like a little shaky yeah but I cried like all day that day I cried like she wrote me a letter and that made me cry Mm -hmm. and I like seeing her um like uh she did a first look with uh not only her husband but also her dad oh I did one of those as well yeah and that was very emotional yeah I cried like nine I'm pretty times. sure my mom almost cried at that and my dad and I were both like standing there like very awkwardly like what oh, are we God. supposed to do we're not a touchy-feely family and so I we're know. just like I don't know what to do um I, I, I the first thing I did was like look dad my dress has pockets like yeah that's not surprising no and I, t- I showed him my shoes Yes. Um, and he's like, oh, that's cool. Yeah. Honestly, but yeah. I, I mean, like, I'll never forget Jillian's dad. Like, the look of joy on his face mm-hmm. when he came into the room. It was beautiful. It was just the perfect day. Yeah. Well, that's lovely. Congratulations yeah. to Jillian. She won't listen to this, but just know that we're sending her good vibes. Yeah. Jillian and Josh, the best there ever Double was. J. Yep. The J and J's. My little Barbie and Ken couple. <laughs> right yeah no you've shown me pictures yeah for sure for sure i've seen they're I've like seen the photos they're like little perfect gems they are um, um how yeah. about your week it was good we got a new couch um which was Brilliant. so necessary because our couch we have like a we, our old couch was a power recliner and the fabric was like coming off like it was like a fake um like leather type of thing so that was like coming off and the recliners were going bad like they were all wonky they weren't (laughs) working correctly it was awful Mm -hmm. um so we finally broke down and we're like let's just do this thing so we got a new one which meant we had to bring our old one to the dump which normally you think isn't so bad however power recliners if you've ever owned one are fucking heavy they're like i'm talking like the base is like 300 pounds and on top of that our The way we have to get it out of the house is not easy to manipulate a couch in that way. So it was just the two of us. um, And it was a fun experience. It really bonds you together, you know, as a couple. So do you 
your town just literally has a local dump where anybody can toss anything there? Well, you have to pay, but yeah. Oh, you do have to pay. Yeah, so like you, it depends on the type of stuff you're bringing in. Um, So sometimes they weigh your vehicle in order for you to pay like per pound. Um, For the couch, it was just a flat fee of $14 um, to bring a couch. And then you just... What is steal? That's what I said because I called. This is so in the weeds and no one cares. But I called our garbage company to see if they would pick it up. We would have had to wait a full week and it would have been $40 plus tax. And I was like, I'm not having two couches in my house for a week because I don't have the space. I know some people do. Our house is not that big. So I was like, nope, we're getting rid of this thing. Let's we're going to have to carry it outside regardless. So we might as well show, shove it in my dad's truck and bring it on down to the dump. Well, so. that is vital information that mm-hmm. our listeners love to know. Just in case you're looking to get rid of a couch. There you go. You're welcome. You're welcome. Um, but enough couch talk. Can we get into Dawson's Creek? Because we have so much to get through. And I like I'm so I already watched this episode like so many times. I can't wait to talk about it. Oh, like 500 times already. I don't think I only I think I watched it three times, but it's so mm. good. OK, um, let's get into it. So it's spring break, baby. And Dawson and Joey are going to visit Dawson's aunt. Um, Apparently it was their ritual to go to Aunt Gwen's. Yeah. So it. Uh, do we have to say Aunt uh, Gwen the whole time? Aunt Gwen. You Aunt do Gwen. whatever I'm breaking, you want. I'm breaking the seal. I'm do breaking it. the Break seal. The seal. Okay. Aunt Gwen, I think, is Gil's sister. Is uh, that correct? I. You know what? I hadn't thought about it, but I believe that makes the most sense to me. Yeah. So Aunt Gwen is like this really, really interesting person. Like, I call it like going to Aunt Gwen's house. Like, she the t- she lives in like a cool little town and mm-hmm. her house is so artsy and they have karaoke nights um, and apparently she's selling her house which only comes up in the very beginning of the episode I feel like they don't bring it up again for like the rest of the time yeah I forgot that she was even selling her house exactly but it's like it's an end of an era it's end of a ritual they used to do this when they were children it's like a big thing mm-hmm. um, and so they're looking forward to it we hear that it's like, oh, it's going to be Andy and Jack are going with them. So it's going to be a big party. But then Pacey shows up and he brings Will Krudsky, who is this apparently this guy that they had been friends since like third grade um, and or excuse me, longer than that. And he moved in third grade. But for some reason, Pacey has kept in touch with him this whole time. And we haven't known about it, which is fine. You know, it happens. I mean, you everybody has like friends that moved away a long time ago and like you kind of keep in touch with them, but you yeah. don't really. Well, and uh, you know, Dawson would yeah. be so jealous if they ever brought Will up to him. So he like obviously Pacey wasn't going to talk about Will. He just doesn't talk about Cruddy. Cruddy. <laughs> I forgot that they called him Cruddy. Cruddy yes. is like not a bad looking dude. Like Cruddy. He's a good looking guy. He's Cruddy like, um, could have saved Dawson's Creek. He could have. He's like a um he's almost kind of like a Henry and that he's like Leonardo DiCaprio to Jason. Yeah. Like you know we I mean? could have had hot guys if we only could've. Cruddy stayed. We could have. I mean, we don't know that he's not gonna stay. Like, why would you move out of Cape Side? Uh, I think his family moved for like a job or something. I mean, it's just you know. they, he moved to Raleigh. Just like yeah. a bad call. Yeah. All so, the way to. Wait, hold on. My friend moved Nina? to. No, not Rob's sister. Nina. Oh, sorry. OK. Nope. Never mind. And it was Charlotte. Whatever. North Carolina. Everybody it's moves to North thing. Carolina. It's the hop and bop and place to be. Do we. If anybody is a uh, North Carolinian listener, let me know. I don't know. Like if we've ever. Is had it North anybody. Carolinian? 
Nor- North Carolinian? Well, I mean, if anyone's from North Carolina. Let us know what it's called. Let us know. Yes. Um, Cruddy, what, like, how in the world did Pacey get Cruddy to be allowed to come on this trip? It I think. very exclusive. I think Cruddy was like, uh, Pacey, I hate my dad. Let's go do something fun. And Pacey's like, I have a crush on a girl. Let's go on a trip with them. And here's yeah. the thing. Aunt Gwen is like the cool aunt who's just like, yeah, bring as many friends as you want. I don't give a fuck. Yes. Yeah, unlimited amount of friends. She just is here for the fun. Like she wants to all be the, the cool teenagers. Aunt. Yeah, she is the cool aunt. All the mm-hmm. teenagers can come over and do karaoke. Um, and Andy shows up, and I love how like Pacey's like, "Whoa!" Like the McFees are bringing so much luggage, and it turns out just to be all of Andy's. And this luggage. is for a weekend for. Andy is me. I, I was Andy. literally going to say such that. such an overpacker. I have seen how much you brought to my house for a weekend stay. A full suitcase. It was a big suitcase. It's the only one I, I took have. a week-long trip with less luggage. <laughs> well, the thing is, is that I like having a lot of shoe options. We didn't even go anywhere. We went, like, no places. I was worried that we would go places. I mean, not during COVID. You know me. But I still. don't know. Like, weapons, if I, I needed, like... Flats. I needed booties. I was like, "What happens if we like go to dinner?" I don't know. I don't know what happened, but yeah, Um, yeah. Andy is you. You are Andy. You both pack a lot of luggage, and Jack is not coming. He's now yeah, Jackers. We're back to Jackers now. Um, he's not coming because he decided after bonding so much with his dad over calculators last episode, after one chess session with some talking about calculators he's gonna spend the weekend with his dad well do you think that they finally booked the trip to the calculator manufacturer that's what it is they went to the calculator museum yeah and his dad was like like, jack listen this is very exclusive we have to get you in here it's like only the best only the best calculators for my son jack yeah yeah that's exactly what happened Mm -hmm. so we don't get to see jack this episode because he's too busy calculating yeah um but we thank goodness because if it wasn't for cruddy then we wouldn't have andy uh looking over at different people yeah andy gets to check out mr cruddy um and uh then we get this really awkward interaction between joey and pc where jo- joey's just like pc i thought you were like sitting this out like i thought you weren't coming and pc's like listen like will just showed up i thought i needed to show him a good time and the obviously only way to do that was to crash your trip okay um <laughs> it's like sorry joey i can't like we can't hang out in cape side yes like we like our only options is going on your trip or hanging out at leary's fresh yeah, fish and that's it that's it. That's our only yeah. option. So obviously we're going to Aunt Gwen's. Yeah. And so Joey's looking real uncomfy. Meanwhile, we're back at fucking Leary's Fresh Fish, which apparently is going to be a ma- major like staple like uh, set piece for yeah. us to have to deal with now. Yeah, it's a monumental um, place to be. Yes. And Henry has decided to work as a busboy because he literally the only reason he got a job is to spend time with Jen, which like if you're working at a busy restaurant, like I'm sorry, you're not spending like any time with your girlfriend while you're working. No, no. I mean, I think that he envisioned like not working that much and just like hanging out by the mm-hmm. hostess table. And nobody knew that Leary's Fresh Fish was going to be as busy yeah. As it is. You would think that everybody in Cape Side was going to this godforsaken restaurant. 
uh, yeah. How busy it was. Yeah, no, it was hopping, especially when like later Jen's like, oh, listen, you have to cover X table, Y table, blah, 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 blah. And she's like, oh my God, what? It's like, all right, it's not that busy. Yeah. Stop playing. Like, it's like this like momentous thing now. Yeah, new waitress Shelly comes up to Jen after eyeing young Henry and asks, who's this new B-boy? Yeah. What is, what's slang for busboy? I know. It's it's really embarrassing for her. And she says that it, he's a yummy little creature and so my type. Tall, lanky, and a branch right off the DiCaprio family tree. I don't, like, I, is Henry tall? He gives me short boy energy. I think he's, like, average height. I don't know. I don't see him as a tall human. Let me look this up, though. Keep Keep talking. I'm going to look he this up. He just seems so tall. So, yeah. Um, Jen's like, oh, you think that he's cute? And Shelly says, I definitely think he's a cute little ragamuffin with a dream look. Makes you want to take him home and give him a bath and then maybe hop in the tub with him. Oh, my. Shelly's a freak. She's a fucking freak. <laughs> um, and then Jen says, OK, Shelly, table 19 needs their check. And Shelly is like, they just got their check. And then Jen's like, well, I think somebody needs the dessert menu. And she shoes Shelly off. The thing that's so annoying. Annoying is it's like girl just like tell her that you're dating him like I don't All think it's that big of a deal would have been solved Jennifer if in that moment you go actually Shelly he's my boyfriend but Honestly. isn't he so freaking cute yeah I'm very lucky. okay would you like to guess how old uh the actor's name is Michael Pitt would you like to guess how old or excuse me how old how tall he is to me, he looks 5'10". He is 5'10 and a half. Ding, ding, ding. I, like I said, he looks like average height guy. Like, he's not tall. Not tall. Not lanky. I don't know. Shelly's a little blind. She's blind and, and stupid. And also, like, is Henry yummy? Like, I don't think so. In, like, I mean. He's, like, fine. He's in like a ugly. cupcake. He's, like, in a cupcake sort of way. Yeah, like, he's not very, in a like, innocent sort of looking. Way. Like, is, does she want to, like, make him dirty? Like, I don't understand. Does she want to, like... Um, she wants to corrupt him. Yeah, that's the word. Yes. Um. Okay. Yeah, regardless, Jen is already pissing me off, and we're, like, three minutes into the episode here. So this is going to be fun to talk about her. Well, I mean, it's just, like, her. all of her problems would be solved in a matter of one second. But I guess Literally. we needed, I guess we needed a Jen storyline and then she's not good enough to go to Aunt Gwen's. I guess that's what it is. Poor Jen doesn't get invited to anything anymore. She gets a boyfriend and she falls off the place of the the face of the earth. But that is so true, though. It is. Like it is. all the girls lose their fucking heads when they get a boyfriend. You never get to see them again. It's true. Um. So now we have we're back at Aunt Gwen's and oh, no, we're not. We're not even. No, at Aunt not Gwen's yet. We're, we're at, at like a little diner because they they're like on their way i guess it's like a big drive they can't like hold themselves over until they get to anquins and andy is quizzing will what's your favorite movie um i love andy but like girl calm down a little bit like you just mm -hmm. met this guy you know right yeah so like i don't meet people and i'm like tell me 10 facts about you that's a little aggressive but Will says his favorite movie is the revival of Planet of the Apes, but I'm really more of a book guy than I am of a movie guy. I mean, they're just trying to bring a character. He's like kind of like a, a 90s hipster where he's just like, oh, yeah, like I love Catcher in the Rye. It's like, all right, like who doesn't, Will? It's not even like an original thought. You know what I mean? 
Um, and then they give him, they do, I like him more as the episode goes on, I will admit. Like, I do like him later on, but he feels a little bit basic in the beginning here. Um, he says, and she asks, what do you want to be when you grow up? And he says, I don't want to, I don't know what I want to be. I just want to be happy. And it's like, all right, like, it's kind of a given, but all right, well. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I mean, like, I mean, uh, all you want, all, I mean, we all just want to be happy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then we get like Joey waxing poetic about Aunt Gwen. She's a painter. She paints and reads books and does yoga. It's like, who the fuck doesn't, Joey? Like, how is this not oh, impressive? No. I would, no, she's like a cool aunt. Yeah. Um, she's a cool aunt. So she was once married to an uptight lawyer and she had a like a picture perfect, like, suburban life and then she met this guy Richard who is this crazy bearded painter dude 20 years older and she left her husband the lawyer and started dating him um but they're not married anymore they only were like together for a couple years because Richard died right of a heart attack oh that's sad yeah and then Will is just like oh it's better to have loved or have a short time with someone you love than a lifetime with someone who is more like a roommate do you Amen, agree with brother. That, that is, you yeah, do. absolutely. Of course. Like, much better. I mean, it sucks. It's but but it's oh, it's like the saying, like, it's better to have loved than lost to the not loved at all, right? Like, mm-hmm. I agree with this. Um, and I good for you know what props to Aunt Gwen. We'll get into maybe some issues that I might have with her later, but props to her for like knowing what she wants and not being afraid to go after it. That's not mm-hmm. it's easier said than done, I think. And so I can appreciate that she realized that she was unhappy and she corrected that. You know, so yeah. we'll give her Aunt a Gwen is cool. She's a cool aunt. I think the show she's... wants to, us to think she's cool. But we'll get into if she's actually cool. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we get um, ma- uh, I did it again. Mail. Mail and Gitch. Mail and Gitch. Why not? Just call Gail them Gail and Mitch are Can't. like having a business meeting. And this woman comes up to them and she's like an old friend. And um basically we find out very quickly that like from when they got married like old old friends right um her husband just recently died um yeah this is so fucking far-fetched and unbelievable to me the fact that they wouldn't already know that her husband died and have gone to some type of funeral before she if just your best shows man up. And, like, if he you was your best, were, like, man, best friend i'm sorry unless you had an extreme falling out right it didn't seem that way that it didn't seem like no. there was type of some type of fight you were going to your best man at your wedding's funeral Mm-hmm. And then they felt like too bad to admit that they got divorced because they were like, oh, it's just like not the right time. But also like we don't want her to be like disappointed in us. <laughs> so stupid. What are you, children? <laughs> yeah. It's like, you know what? Like, like we, 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 we just don't want to upset you. So we're yeah. not going to tell you about what's going on with us. I also love how Megan it's felt bizarre. the need to like deliver Tom's speech in person instead of just like mailing it. She's like, oh, I had to give you the handwritten speech that he gave at your it's wedding. Like, and it's just I, like, oh, yeah, yeah. Like I found this speech in my memory box yeah. and I had to leave right then and there oh to drop this off to you. It's so stupid. It's like, all right, we didn't need this big of a ridiculous plot device to get Mitch and Gail back together if that's what you wanted to do like just make yeah. them do it in the kitchen of the restaurant and be done with it you know what yeah, I mean guess what I printed out like five copies we don't even we don't even need a handwritten copy <laughs> it's just it's so ridiculous. dumb it's so dumb and it, it, this whole storyline pissed me off so much I love the Aunt Gwen stuff but this storyline is fucking stupid it's my thought on it um mm-hmm. let's get back to Aunt Gwen's because she's way okay. more fun 
Okay. So the uh, they walk in on her, and she's just like jamming to loud music and like painting, painting, yeah, painting with her shitty paints. Yes. And- oh, we'll get into her so, paintings. My. Yeah, so yeah. So like, but like, yeah, we get the we get like the vibe. Like Aunt Gwen has a party house, mm-hmm. and she's just like this like artsy type and like everybody can like just I don't know like it's she's the type th- to like let you have a glass of wine as long as you're not like leaving the house even if you're yes underage. yes yes so she like welcomes everybody in and she's like knows like guesses everybody's name and mm-hmm. I, she's like Joey you're so gorgeous and this must be Pacey um I remember when you used to like chase Joey around and tease her yeah we need to be reminded that Joey and Pacey like each other um back in the day can I say something I noticed about Aunt Gwen and her style of greeting that was like very strange to me what's that um when she hugs people she always goes for the under hug. Like, okay, so instead I'm trying... It's hard to describe in a podcast. No, okay. I understand. Yeah, so instead of doing like one arm high, one arm low, or uh, like I feel like if, if if you're hugging your like significant other, one of you has to go high, one of you has to go low. But like when you're hugging someone you don't... You're not like super close with, it's weird that she's going for the under hug. Hmm. She did it with like everybody. Is it not like if you're taller then you have to go... Over. over and if you're shorter you have to go but under. she was like equal height with andy and she did under she did under with everybody it was just strange i couldn't i, I, I think that that's more something like a, a julie bowen issue is the actress right from modern family. yeah from modern family yeah. maybe like i think that maybe like she's, she's just an under hugger i need to know from all of our listeners are you an under hugger are you an over hugger and is it because of your height I think that, like, I'm thinking I'm, like, probably, like, over, under. I don't know. I kind of hate hugs. We talked about I, this. We do. I think, for me, unless it is a, like, my husband, I am a one-up, one-up, one-down hugger. I hate hugs. It's always so awkward. And you don't know you don't how don't long know. to hang on for. You don't know whether to, like, do the pat. Yeah. 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 The, I mean, I just want to hug bell my dog and she growls at me when i do that's so. fair i hug winston a lot he just kind of stands there um but anyway so yeah so uh they all introduce each other blah blah everybody gets introduced later on joey comes out of the bathroom and runs into pacey and it's like super awkward joey's like listen it can't be awkward all weekend and yeah. pacey's like now isn't the time to discuss it and Joey said, it wasn't supposed to be awkward. They were supposed to hold things together like yep. everybody like they were supposed to be cool. Yep. And they can't be. Um, and uh, so then they end up going to the bedroom. And this is the most as much as I say this whole funeral thing is far fetched. The most far fetched thing in this entire episode is that nobody took the bed. Everybody's just like, yeah, I'm going to like, no, you get dibs. <laughs> Why? Okay. OK, first of all, girls automatically get the bed. Exactly. Andy, Joey, boom, bed, problem the solved. Bed. Or Dawson and Pacey would get the bed yes. because it's Dawson's aunts and yes. that and it's his best friend. So those two people and it's unrealistic that they wouldn't figure out the sleeping arrangements beforehand. Any place exactly. that I go anywhere, I'm like, first things first, where am I sleeping? Yep, exactly. Like, that's my number one priority when I enter anywhere. Yep, it's ridiculous to me. And then the fact that like, so right, so first Pacey goes to wake up Dawson. And 
to me, this is all like very like masculine, macho, stupid shit that I don't believe Dawson would have an issue with where he's just like, I'm not going to sleep next to you, Pacey. Andy is like in a deep trance. No one, like, just shove her, wake her up. It's not that difficult. And Will is just like, I'm not sleeping next to you either, Pacey. And Joey, I don't know you well enough. And so, of course, we had to come up with some scenario, even as far-fetched as it is, for Joey and Pacey to end up in bed together. Um, Mm -hmm. And they both are like, they're fighting over the covers. They're like, both of them are just like very like, it's very tense. My favorite line is Pacey saying, my butt wants nothing to do with your butt. (laughs) It's so good. (laughs) It's like, whose butt wants to go where? Are they yeah. they're sleeping butt to butt because well, they can't yeah, they face each to. other. Yeah, they can't no, face each other. Because you can't have the morning wood touching Joey and Well, it's true. And you can't like be like snuggles, you know, there's no snugs allowed. Right. I mean, I don't really think like you can't control like where your head little head wants to go during the night. So where your head, a, wait, your head wants to go? Is that what you said? Yeah. Like you might like flip over. It depends. Yeah, are you a side sleeper? It all depends, right? right. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, but then they, they wake up late. late. They wake up late because they're in the bed and they're actually comfortable. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so um, we see Pacey like kind of gets up on one arm and he's like looking over at Joey to she- see if she's like sleeping. And she like obviously has her eyes open, um, but they get called for breakfast and Aunt Gwen is going to steal Dawson and Joey to go shopping. And she says Ooh. everybody else can explore the podunk town. Um they have a massive breakfast spread. Aunt Gwen made oh, like pancakes. And Gwen, Aunt Gwen does it up. She does. Are they That's frozen? They're probably like, frozen. No, Aunt Gwen has a waffle maker, a Belgian oh, waffle maker. I have a Belgian waffle maker. It's not that exciting. <laughs> I'll make you waffles whenever you come next. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, it's a lot of waffles she had to make for that many people. It's so easy making waffles. If you have a Belgian waffle maker, is so easy, especially compared to pancakes. Pancakes is really hard. Do you make the batter from scratch, or do you use like a what's it called, like a like a, a box? Yeah. So I have a box, and I actually recommend Trader Joe's. Um, of course, you do. pancake and baking mix. It's yeah. really good. No, it's really really I good. And like you have you, it's not just like add water like mm-hmm. you add like water egg and oil and it's like it's very good it's better than um paper mill company or yeah. bisquick it's better than like a okay. lot of a I lot do want to go to Trader Joe's waffles. sometime soon because I want to get I think that's what um, my husband and I decided we were going to do like a date night on Saturday night and go to Trader Joe's because we really want to get different types of tea and I've heard they have good tea there yeah what, what are you sighing about? I just like if you're doing like a date night, like this is like our first like want to do. Well, because like, we don't want to Joe's. go anywhere, honestly, right now. So mm, like we're trying to keep it, it simple in and out of Trader Joe's. Right. Yeah. I just think it's like um, going back to like, hey, my name is Aunt Gwen. I only want to take Dawson and Joey somewhere and the rest of you can fend for yourself in a town that you don't know where you are is like a little crazy of Aunt Gwen. Mm-hmm. But she's wild. She's wild. She's like, you know what? Go play pool at the local bar. Why not? <laughs> yeah. And Andy says, what's up with guys in pool? Is it a phallic thing? What is up with guys in pool? It's always Why like, guys like, watch pool? me hit the balls of my stick. I know what I'm doing. I mean, that's like literally all I did when I was in college was watch boys play pool. Oh, I thought you were going to say actually play pool, but you just watch. Well, no, like, I mean, pool. like sometimes, but I had no interest. I mean, and who actually, does? It's stupid. Like, pool yeah. is boring. Like, first of that's all, I we, suck at pool. 
Yeah, we did that a lot senior year of high school, too. Like, we would go to, like, a bunch of pool halls. I don't know why. It sounds because, just, like, really boring. I, I, it, I mean, it was, and I never really liked it. Um, but that's kind of what we did. So I don't Will's, understand why it's so masculine. Why? Like, I don't know. Because it has sticks there, and there's balls. Like, there's leagues. Like, my friend Chrissy, who listens to the podcast, hello. Hi. Her husband is in a pool league. Interesting. Um, I don't know. Men like to play pool. I think right. it's lame. Well, I do, too. Whatever. Um, Will wants to teach Andy how to play pool. And she's like, okay, you can teach me. Sure thing. I mean, yes, because she doesn't like the condescension, right? Like, and I appreciate that about Andy, that she's just like, oh, sure, whatever. Like, she doesn't give a fuck. No. Um, Back at the restaurant, ugh, Mitch is cleaning up the kitchen. We got Gail I wanting to talk. I was so interested in what Mitch was doing. He's putting bread like, in a bread box. Okay, so like. Okay, so he has all these baguettes. Yeah. And like, it's in a. It's in a cardboard box and then he takes the baguettes and puts it in a metal box is the metal box a warmer like what's the metal box i think it's to keep them fresh okay it's probably a bread box i mean and the baguettes like they were not floppy they were very firm they were a firm baguette is that good or bad I just hope they weren't stale. I hate a stale baguette, and I hate one that's burnt on the bottom. Half the time I get them at Panera, it's burnt, and it makes me so upset. I can I can totally imagine. <laughs> I can totally imagine. Yeah. Uh, so Gail was like, do you want to talk? And Mitch is like, I don't want to talk. And he just doesn't, like, since they're not married, like, he just feels like they shouldn't be talking about their emotions. And Gail's like, but we're friends. Remember, we're friends. Yeah, this is all ridiculous. It's like back and forth with them constantly of are they friends? Are they not friends? Like, it's so stupid. Um, And they're like, oh, I wish I called him more. I wished I, a lot of things. And Gail hands oh, him the speech. Yeah. She's like, you should read it. Uh, it was nice to look back and see us through his eyes for a moment. And he's like, eh, I don't want to trip down memory lane. And it's like, can you just decide what the fuck you both want and like move on with your lives? Like, I'm Dawson now. I'm annoyed. I'm done. Divorce or don't and be over. You know what I mean? Divorce or die. That's that's those are the only <laughs> options. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then we get Shelly, who is flirting with Henry, and Jen is just a royal bitch to her, um, and she's like, you you cover sections five and six, and she Shelly's like, that's crazy talk, Lindley, um, and then Henry's like, what are you, jealous or something? And then we talked about it before, I'm not jealous, I don't even know what jealous is, <sighs> and then Henry's like, what, it's ridiculous to think that someone might... Find me a distant human being for once. Your Henry impression is spot on. Okay, and then yeah, I, I, like he—he's so monotone. He's and monotone, he's, and he like mumbles, and he's yeah. like very quiet when he talks. Which, as yeah. somebody who like has not trouble hearing, but like I need people to enunciate and like speak mm -hmm. up for me to hear them. Yeah. This guy drives me crazy. Yeah, like whatever. Jen, like, is it so hard to believe that someone would like me? This is, you know, we were just talking. I, just, I don't know why right? you're getting so upset about this, Jen. Like, it's fine. Jen, just like, stop overreacting about this, right? What are you jealous? Uh. 
<laughs> like basically, that's basically it. Hold that's on. it. Yeah, it's that's so all he's obnoxious. Got. Like he, that's all he has, ugh. and that's it. And that's that's it. Why can't Henry ever hang out with the other creep creeps? Like, do they not? Because like they don't want to hang out with him. Uh, he's like know. a nice enough guy, but he's not very fun. I'm, I'm really fun and really cool. I just like really like this one guy, and I bought his mouth guard online, and like I just want to talk about football. Like nobody wants to talk to that. Nobody wants to talk to that. I really like Jen. She's like Jen the most gorgeous person I ever seen in my life. So boring. <laughs> anyway, uh, at the pool hall, uh, yeah. Andy's like, "Wow, Will, you like really suck at pool." And Andy gets a ball in, um, and then Pacey. Is like very obviously knocks the ball off the table on purpose. He scratches. He scratches. And guys, these guys walk over and they ask them if they're interested in a game. And Andy's like, um, no, they're lame. It'd be sick and wrong to take their money. And then Will and PC both, we all know what's going to happen here, you know? Like they agree to play. Like we all knew it was coming. They were faking. They're, they were swindling. Sharks. Yeah. Which I think is really cool. So they wound up making mad money. And like, I don't know why, but stinking Andy is like so offended by but this. She's a rules girl. Whatever. She's a Virgo. Yeah. So then we're at this little shop where like nobody is allowed to go to except Dawson and Joey. <laughs> nobody. Else. Everybody get out of here. Like You're not allowed to go in this that, little store. I like to imagine that Uncle Gwen still thinks of Pacey as like the boy that chases Joey. And she's like, he's just going to break things if he comes into this store. <laughs> Keep away, Pacey. <laughs> well, You're really gonna... what she wants to do. And this is Aunt Gwen being a manipulative person. She's like, I need to get Joey and Dawson alone so I can ask them why they're not together anymore. I think that's like a, if you're like a cool aunt, then like that's kind of like what you do. Yeah, well, if you're I a don't cool know. aunt, you let them live their lives in peace. No, like the cool. Okay, so like let's say like the cool aunt is like an archetype, right? Okay. The cool aunt asks what's going on and why you're not together because mm-hmm. you're the cool aunt. Um, so you want, okay, I see what you're saying. You're like you're trying to help and give them advice and be yes, helpful. Okay. Because she's the archetype as of the cool aunt. So she is like, um, number one, I can only ask you two what you think about the soap. But number number two, um, Dawson, what's why are you looking at all these things? Like you don't have enough room on your walls with all the movie posters. And then of course Dawson's like Actually, Aunt Gwen, my posters are gone. I took them all down. The We've gone from Dawson talking about making movies in Spielberg to Dawson talking about his fucking posters every episode. Dawson, <laughs> let me tell you, no one gives a fuck that you redecorated your fucking room, Dawson. No okay. one cares. Dawson desperately needs to go to the blockbuster, go to the corner where they keep up the rolled up posters back in the day, and pick out new movie posters so we have to stop hearing him t- talk about his movie posters. And I rip them down. Um, He said it's a crisis of faith he's like i i got tired of having this larger than life dream to compensate for my smaller than life life he's so So, obnoxious yeah so then aunt gwen says okay so the movie posters are down the film has lost its luster and i'm detecting a significant lack of smooching hand holding and general all-around cuddliness between the two of you so tell me what's going on 
Yeah. And Dawson. So then they give like a very like this Cliff Notes like, version. Oh, this is like a, this is like such like basically let's recap the last three seasons of Dawson's in, like, Creek in sentence. two sentences. Yeah. yeah. Oh, we got together. Joey uh, says she retreated into this long protracted period of soul searching. Dawson got depressed. It was bad timing. He got back for summer vacay and Dawson didn't want to have his heart smashed again. And then Joey brings up Pacey asking uh, Dawson to look out for her. And Aunt Gwen is just like, well, what does Pacey have to do with any of this? Um, yeah. And we all know that, like, I get this from Joey. This, I think, is very um, realistic where you really like somebody, but you, like, don't want to admit it. But, like, you can't stop talking about them. You just, like, bring them up. It's like me yes. talking about my D&D character. Like, I can't really shut up about her because I <laughs> like her so much. Exactly. Um, and so then she's like, well, why aren't you two together now? And, of course, this is going to plant her little Aunt Gwen seed, planty, planty, water harvest in Dawson's fucking head, which will bear fruit later in the episode. Yeah, it's a big thing. Yeah. Um, back at the pool hall, Andy is like so upset that they hustled those guys. She's like, I don't want to be an accomplice. Um, but Will says she was really good. And uh, she's like, are you hustling me now? And they're like a little flirty. Um, and he does give her money from their take, which was very kind of him. He didn't that have was to nice. do that. Yeah. I like Will. Will's a good I guy. I like this swindling. I think this is a good thing. I wish that I can participate in this and get a little extra cash. Yeah. In the same way. Yep. Um, so Will seems like a decent enough guy. Mm-hmm. Um, now, now we're at the part of Aunt Gwen's where we're having we're washing horses and playing with hoses, um, which is like very strange. Like now Aunt Gwen is like, OK, bitches, now that I've forced you to go shopping and play pool, now you have to wash my horse. Seriously And all She has a fucking horse Like I feel like That came out of nowhere That there's a horse Um So everybody's like Doing the whole like Car wash montage Of like throwing water On each other Meanwhile Joey and Dawson Always the moody Broody ones Can't have any fun Um no. Have to be sitting upstairs Yeah and Why in the world Would we have fun Washing a horse When we can sulk upstairs Outside a barn window Always Always Sometimes I wonder Why Pacey wants to be With Joey If I'm being honest But you know um, yeah, so Dawson is like, do, um, do I, you know, do I seem different? I don't feel any different after all this soul searching. It's like, oh my fucking God, cause you're not Dawson. And I love Joey not having any fucking clue at all. Cause she's just like, yeah, you really are because you used to be the guy who like had to be the main character. But now, um, I've noticed that you're just so different um, you let others shine. And I'm like, Joey, like, are you fucking sure you know what the fuck you're talking about? Because that is absolutely not true at all. I think the better question is, do the writers actually think that this is true? I'm sure they got like a lot of slack being like, oh, Dawson is so self-absorbed. He only thinks about himself. He never asks about yeah. anybody else. And then the writers are like, no, like, isn't he so different, everybody? Isn't he so different? Yeah, he's not. He's not at all. Like, he's not even a little bit. Um, and so this was like very funny to me and I enjoyed it very much in the way that like I laughed out loud at this like probably very serious scene or is supposed to be serious. Um, and then Dawson's like, you know what, this weekend reminded me that we're good at this. We make sense of each other's lives. And it's like, no, you tell each other what each other wants to hear. Not Always. exactly the truth. 
always. I mean, why in the world would we tell the truth when we can just like hype each other up instead? Yep. Yep. Uh, So that cracked me up. And then uh, Joey says things are changing. People evolve. Some things drop away. And Dawson says that growing up doesn't have to equal growing apart. Um, You have to have faith that we'll come back together. Um, And Joey's like, you know what, Dawson? You haven't changed a bit. You're still an eternal optimist. (laughs) And it's just like, oh, my fucking God. You're both wet blankets. Can you just admit it? You're both wet blankets. Yeah. And then Dawson says, I'm starting to forget why we're not together anymore. Ugh. Yeah. Sorry. I had to let it out. Uh, How do you feel about this? How do you feel about the fact that Dawson is like considering wanting to get back together with Joey? I think that Dawson has no other prospects and he's bored. And I think that if he had somebody else in his life, then he wouldn't be interested in Joey. Which I think is kind of like why he was interested in Joey in the first place. Like he was interested in, in my opinion, he was interested in Joey because Joey was interested in him. Yeah. She gives him attention. She gives him the positive reinforcement. She tells him he's a movie god. Like that's what he wants. Yeah. Um, he, she you know. blows smoke up his ass. Yep. So. So yeah. So we get uh we get Pacey like, hey, you want to like stop being moody, broody teens and like come down and have fun with us? And then we see like Dustin and Joey BFFs carved into the, the wood. Like, okay. We don't need sure. another person to wash this horse. This horse is probably like, please, for the love of God, leave me alone. <laughs> I don't need. Oh, I don't need six people washing me, man. Like, let me live. Yeah, it's very true. Um, and then we see Joey is looking at like the painting of a cabin, and she says it's her favorite. Apparently, Aunt Gwen painted this before she even owned the house because her art teacher said, "Close your eyes and paint the future, and the rest takes care of itself." So apparently, she painted the cabin, the same exact cabin that she moved into. Yes. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. Do you think that like she just then bought the house because she yeah made a that's cabin how it works. that was similar? This is so stupid to me that you can close your eyes, paint the future, and everything will work out. Well, no, you still have to like strive for things and work hard at them, and like things are just gonna fucking appear because you paint them out. Gwen. So this is not the secret. Like if I take a canvas <laughs> and paint billions of dollars, I will not be guaranteed billions of dollars. No, I don't think so. But yeah, so um, then we see, uh, so then Joey asks Anquan, do you have any regrets? Like, is there anything that you feel like you would have done differently um, with your relationship? And Anquan says, I got married too young and I sold out. Um, I stayed in a relationship that was safe and comfortable. But then I met the man that made me feel alive. Those feelings won't just be ignored. So I owed it to myself to explore them. And of course, like this is all very relating Relevant. to. Yeah, it relates yeah. to Joey and Pacey. Very heavy handed with this metaphor. But, you know, um, mm-hmm. yeah. And then and then. So this is where we're going to talk about Anquan's painting um, and if she's actually a good painter. She brings Joey over to a picture that she has hanging up, which I find a little strange, of Joey <laughs> and Dawson. And they're children, and they're, like, in this heart. It looks like a 12-year-old painted it. And I'm giving her credit by saying a 12-year-old, not a 5-year-old. 
Well, like, it's kind of like, you know, those like tattoo horror stories on Reddit of like creepy portraits on people's arms. Like, that's kind of what their faces look like. The shadows are like really warped and like it looks creepy. Like, she's not the best painter. Like, as soon as I saw the first painting, I was like, mm, this tree, a little sus. Then we have the cabin. Mm, this perspective is a little off. And then we get this like, picture of Dawson and Joey as children hung up in her room. It's so that strange. Is Why weird. is this all up? It's weird. Is it in like Dawson's like guest bedroom? No, it is in a prominent place. It is in the living room. Like this is a little weird painting. And she's not like the cabin painting was fine, I thought. And like they looked like they looked like younger maybe versions of Joey and Dawson. Like I'm not I'm not questioning like the actual realism of it. It was just like in the heart. Like, really? Are you like 10, Aunt Gwen? Like, this is no, this is terrible. Um, and she's like, that one's my favorite. And it's like, really? Like this one of your nephew and his childhood friend? Like, this is your favorite, <laughs> Aunt Gwen? I'm judging you hard right now. Next time you come over, I have to show you the portrait that I have of myself. My grandma um what is a painter. And she painted, like, multiple pictures of me. But I have, like, a portrait of myself, like, a painted portrait. Like, one of those ones that you see at, like, old creepy houses. Just like that. I have to show it to you. Yeah, I do. I want to see it. It's just like, oh, I'm Gwen. So anyway, so then, of course, Joey's looking at this painting as Pacey comes out. And it's, like, kind of awkward. Um, And you could tell Aunt Gwen is, like, she's getting the vibes. Like, she's standing in the back. But I feel like she's, like, picking up on vibes, you know? I'm sorry. I just like pulled up the fucking painting. It's really <laughs> hilarious. Okay, oh so God. like yes. Yeah, so, okay, so hold on. Let me like break this down further. This yeah. pa- this painting. We had to go back. I'm sorry. I apologize. So, okay. So we have like the painting of like young Dawson and young Joey. Young Dawson. I don't know. He looks a little cheruby yeah. and young Joey kind of looks like she's going to murder you in this picture. And then so there's a heart shaped moon behind them. Then we have a leaves. There's leaves and that's in a heart shape. So it's a double heart. Double heart. And then they're in a tree. And then there's some ferns. There's too much there's, happening. There's two butterflies. We got two oh, butterflies. because no. it's, it's the 90s. Three butterflies. Oh, my God. There's three butterflies. That's too many in one painting. Unless it's a painting about butterflies. There's more butterflies than there are humans in this painting. <laughs> and then what else do we have? Yeah, there's a tree. And it's like they're inside the tree. Oh, and then there's two hearts on their chests. So there's this painting has three butterflies and four hearts. Wow. It's a moment. It's a moment. I mean, is it the best painting of all time? Probably. Uh, I just hate it. It's just it's bad. You just. You don't love love if you no. don't love this painting. That's true. I hate love. <laughs> Would you rather like have this painting hung up in your living room or Jack's naked portrait? Jack's naked portrait. It's with the milk stains. With the 
<laughs> with the milk stains. With the milk stains rather than okay, that. Okay, I'm yeah. looking at Jack's portrait and it's it blows. It really blows. <laughs> it's really bad. I'm not, is, they're all bad. That's the thing. They're all supposed to be these artists and they're all bad. And it's signed and she signed it. It's signed Joey Potter. I bet you that it was actually Katie Holmes that drew that. And then, like, you just see his little round rump, and he, like, they, she legit shaded his ass. <laughs> She's like, I got it. I got the guy shading oh, in just God. right. Um. Oh, wait. What? Okay. Uh. I found, like, a different version. I might have just roasted a fan art version of Jack's <laughs> portrait. <laughs> Okay, if you drew anyway. Jack's ass and it's not as good as the real version, I am sorry. This is so ridiculously funny. <laughs> um, moving on from all of that lovely stuff, uh, back at the restaurant, we have Shelly offering Henry sex. Um, and Henry just comes over and he tells Jenny, he's like, um, Shelly just, uh, just offered me sex. She's like, what? He's like, it's never happened to me before. Uh, and she's like, what did you say? I said I had a girlfriend. Uh, and <laughs> this upsets Jen somehow. And then yeah. she's just like, you know what? If you find her attractive, then just go fuck her. And it's just like, what the fuck happened? And he's Go like, off, have yeah. a million babies, because I don't care anymore. Yeah. Uh, and she's saying this, like, in the middle of Leary's Fresh Fish, um, where everyone is staring at her. Yeah. It's um, causing yeah. a scene. Yeah, um, yeah, and she's like, don't you dare tell me I'm jealous, and it's like, what the fuck, I mean, I don't even care about Henry, but, like, also poor Henry. <laughs> poor Henry, man. He's like, he's a little baby, he doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. Poor Henry, he's so clueless, he has yeah. no clue, he's just like, he's just like, I just, I just want to tell you without just being loyal. She just, like, I offered know. me sex, and I, you know, I say to it, because I've never been offered sex before. Right, yeah, like, we haven't done it yet, like, oh I'm not... God. I'm not holding that against you like maybe soon but like I just wanted to know that like I didn't I didn't want it yes you did you wanted it no like I really don't I do it yes you did you fucking cheater yeah it's this whole thing it's so it's so much um meanwhile Andy and Will are bonding um like they have this whole conversation and Andy asks why he's unhappy and he's the main one is his father because his father is a jerk he works at a factory. He treats his mom like crap. Um, and he couldn't take join it the club. Will like, get out of here? Everybody's dad on the show sucks. Will. Um, so he came to see Pacey. <laughs> it's true. Nobody has a good dad. Um, and so yeah, and that's their little bonding moment. It's cute, you know. It's fine, but it's not. It's not the main tea of the episode. Um, but I do yeah. like the way Andy handles it with Pacey later on, which we'll get into. Wait, I love how he doesn't even explain why his dad is a jerk. He's just like, he's he works at a factory. And that's that's it. why he's a jerk. That's the whole thing. He's a He works at a factory yeah. and a total townie. What a dick. What does that mean? What does that mean? It means he doesn't go anywhere and he's a fucking dick because he works at a factory and he treats my mom like crap. No further questions, your honor. <laughs> yeah, Andy's like, I'm sorry, Will. Not like, you know what? Like, I kind of have a weird relationship with my dad too like i'm sorry she's like i know you just poured your heart out by telling me your dad treats your mom like crap and giving no further details but i'm not going to tell you anything about myself yeah <laughs> yeah because really like will hasn't asked andy one fucking question about no. herself no. it's just been like andy it's giving will, will the third degree yeah 
constantly. Um, back to Mitch and Gail. They disagree on whatever bullshit they're eating. Um, and uh, she <gasps> says that I just want you to have an opinion. And he says, I thought I wasn't allowed to have an opinion. And then he's, she says, um, just because we're not married doesn't mean that we can't talk. And then they're like, what does it mean? Um, and then she's like, we're friends and blah, blah, blah. If we were such great friends, we would be married right now. Blah, 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 blah. No one cares. You guys were friends like three episodes ago and now you're not. This is ridiculous. I guess they forgot. They I guess forgot they, they forgot friends. that they were cool. Yeah. Um, um, back to Aunt Gwen's house. It's Camp Gwen. Karaoke time. Now Camp Gwen, we sing karaoke. Everyone's having a great old time at Aunt Gwen's. Aunt Gwen is with the teenagers singing in the group. Yeah, she is all about it. She's the She's fun aunt. She's in there. She's yeah. just being Aunt Gwen. Fun. So we get Andy singing. Andy! Um, Andy Suspicious? Not a good singer. You're a terrible singer. <laughs> what was she? Oh, she was going to say, uh, things are going to get easier. Yeah. Someday. And then we okay. get Pacey doing Wild Thing, which was much better. I thought that Pacey was a very good Wild he Thing. He was very good at Wild Thing. And then, of course, Gwen... Being the manipulative bee that she is, is like, oh, yeah. come on, Joey and Dawson. You have to do your number. You do this your every special, year. Your special just number. Just for the two of you. Just for the two of you. Looking at you, Pacey. Stay the fuck out of here. Just yeah. the two of you. Yeah. So they sing Daydream Believer. That's their special song. This song I had in my head for like days after the, I watched this episode. It's a good song. Dream believer. Especially because we get like the slow, like sultry yes. version. Yes. Um, that gets played. So yeah, yeah it, they have their special time with their special song. And Pacey's like, I can't watch this shit. It's too hurtful for them to sing Daydream yep. Believer, the least leave. romantic song that's ever lived. <laughs> well, and I, I got to get out of here. It was more of like Joey was like the most smiliest, smiley version of Joey that has ever existed while singing this song with Dawson. And he's just Maybe like, she, she just really like that likes me. the monkeys. She, have she you thought about that? Monkeys. Why does it every show we cover? Is like obsessed with the monkeys What's not to be obsessed about the monkeys They're great What I mean Davy Jones right Alright I'm just saying it's a lot Um back at the restaurant Shelly's flirting with Henry again Jen barges over and tells her to get her boobs Away from him Get your Oh this is where she makes the scene yeah. In front of everybody Yeah she's like get your boobs away from him Um, And then she's like he's mine And she's like well why don't you just I love Shelly being very reasonable Like why don't you just tell me And she's like I have issues okay He's mine <laughs> I looked all over for one like him get, Stop being a slutty wench And it's just like <laughs> girl calm down You never told Shelly that he was your boyfriend So Jen Shelly can get her boobs as close to Henry as Henry really will allow. Jen lost her fucking mind in this scene. She lost her mind. I like what is what is happening with this? And she she calls her slutty wench and she's going to throw down with her. And then she goes happy now. I'm jealous to Henry. Lost her mind. Insane. What is going on with her? Is she just like. I guess she just really didn't realize how much she liked Henry, how much she didn't want people to talk to him. But once again, like your life would have been solved if you just talked to her and said, like, he's my boyfriend. Yeah. And it feels to me that the writers are giving Jen a very common teenage trope 
of jealousy when from everything we've seen about Jen, th- I'm thinking season one, right? When Jen is dating Dawson and he's close with Joey and she goes out of her way to be friendly with Joey. Mm-hmm. Jen is not the jealous type. Like, Jen is not somebody who gets jealous. She's very, we've said this a million times, she's emotionally intelligent. So having this be a plot line was so annoying to me. It was just annoying to watch. I don't, I feel like I've said this before. I don't care for jealousy storylines. I'm not a jealous person. I hate watching it. Um, So this is something that is just, like, very annoying to me. Such a flex. It's not really. It's just, like, it feels very, like, immature to watch. I don't know. Why Why don't she get jealous? Why did she get jealous? Why do you not get jealous? Because I'm secure in my relationship. I don't know. Because I just don't feel threatened. Do you not get jealous about anything? No. I, I, I would. No, I do. I would say I don't get jealous about relationships. I get jealous about like anything and everything. <laughs> just all of the things. I'm always I would say, jealous. I would say um, envious more than jealous if that helps clarify. But anyway, it's annoying. I hate the storyline. It's stupid. And that's how I feel. Are you okay? <laughs> I mean, all around or? Well, actually, that's <laughs> Joey's next line. Are you okay? Oh, okay. Um, But also. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he says um, not so much. And he's yeah. like, it's history, man. Like, it's killing me. How can I compete with a guy like the two of you? You guys yeah. have your own karaoke song. We don't even have that. And uh, Joey says, we're not supposed to compete. We're supposed to have our own history. I didn't mean that. Oh, my God, Joey. Just fucking say what you want to say. Stop censoring yourself. It's so yeah. irritating. Yeah, Pacey's irritated as well. Like, what do you need? mean? Joey doesn't answer. And he wants to have answers. What's going on between us? Because it sucks. Because I just, like, every, everything just sucks. And then... um. Joey is like, why did you come here? And Pacey says, for a bright girl, you can be really daft sometimes. Why do you think I came here? I came here to be with you. It's simple as that. When you're when you like somebody, proximity is a good thing, regardless how they feel about you. Blah, blah, blah. Um, And then like Joey says, I felt it. And Pacey's like, felt what? She knows exactly like how little to give to pull him back in. Yep. Yeah, she she makes him do all the work, and that is what's so frustrating. And I love that Pacey notes it and says it to her later, right? He's like, I am the one making the effort. Yeah. I can't be the only one making only the effort. Only one. Because like, like, he's like, I'm not going crazy. Like, there is something between There's us. There's something here. But you just won't only, admit it. You're making me make the first moves yep. constantly. Yep. And so she says that uh, how she felt this when, this morning when his arm brushed up against her in bed, she felt alive. And then he, I love this moment from PC. Like it was one of my favorite moments of the entire episode where he's like, OK, ten, I have ten, you have 10 seconds. I'm going to kiss you in 10 seconds. If you stop me, that's fine. But if you don't stop me, I'm going to kiss you in 10 seconds. And I like this. First of all, consent is important. I yeah. love that. He's a stop mm-hmm. me if you don't want me to kiss you. Um, wonderful. She could have ran. She could have run away. Like she loves fucking running. We've seen it happen a million times. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And he, she's like, what? And he's like, you can't say something like that and expect me not to kiss you. And she doesn't stop him. They kiss. And then, bum, 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 Aunt Gwen is right there. Being and, yeah, she is right there clearing her throat. And uh, uh, um, Like, give them a second, Aunt Gwen. Just, like, slowly back away and leave. Yeah. Right? And, like, if I saw this, 
then I don't think I would be all up in their asses. I exactly. do think that I do think that she has like if you think about it, like she's known Joey since she was a kid and Dawson, her loyalty is to her nephew. Oh, of so, course. Like, but I at the do same think time, they're not together. It's different if Joey yeah. and, and Dawson are together. Yeah, but also, so yeah, like, do I think like her interrupting them like was appropriate? Probably not. Like, it's not really like her business to interrupt her then. But um, Pacey goes inside and she says, what I do agree with is what I saw is none of my business, but I think that you should tell Dawson. This is a good I liked point. this. Yep. I thought this was good. Like, the like, I thought it's like, yeah, like. You're acknowledging it's not any of your business, and it is Dawson's business to know. And I think yep. that it's not inappropriate for Aunt Gwen, who's known Joey since they were kids, and Dawson is her is her nephew, and they've been like they have a history. I don't think it's unreasonable for Gwen to be like, I really think that you should say something. No, I, you're not going to get any arguments out of me on that one. I agree. I think that having this conversation and kind of talking a little bit of sense into Joey and saying, listen, don't be reckless with somebody else's feelings. What if yeah. I, I were Dawson? You know, what if Dawson had walked out and caught you? Like, tell him you yeah. don't want him to find out a different way. And it seems like he would find out a different way if you're not careful. Exactly. So I, and I then, appreciate this for Mon Gwen. I do. I also appreciate like because Joey is just like it was just a mistake. And I appreciate that Gwen knows her enough and says something tells me that when you kiss a boy, it's not a mistake. And she knows like it's mm-hmm. true. Like Joey is. She is very sure of herself. Like she's kind of not really. Maybe that's like not what I mean. I mean that. Like she she's not going to get involved with somebody just to make out with somebody like she was very upset when Pacey and Jen were making out because they just wanted to make out like she doesn't like that sort of casual relationship. So Gwen knows like if you're going to if she's kissing somebody, then she actually has feelings for them. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then Pacey is like looking miserable on the couch. And this is when Andy comes in and asks how he's doing. She starts talking about Will saying like he's not what she would have expected. Um, and she talks about, yeah, like I know all about his dad, even though all she knows is he's a jerk. Um, and, uh, and then Pacey comes right out and asks, do you like him? She says, maybe, maybe not. But don't you think it's better to be honest and open like this? Who wants to carry a burden of guilt about moving on? It has to happen eventually. Mm. Um, and she tells Pacey that she wants him to be happy. The thing is, is I so appreciate this from Andy. I think yes. Andy coming to Pacey and saying, listen, maybe I like Will. Maybe I don't. The the thing is, is we're all going to move on eventually. And it's better to just tell you now to yeah. me. Why doesn't Pacey tell Andy right here? Pacey doesn't do the same courtesy, which I think is really, really wrong. Like, this would be the perfect time to be like, okay, if you really mean that, I want to let you know I'm developing feelings for Joey. And I think that, like, eventually when Andy finds out, she's going to be very reasonable to being upset about the situation because there's plenty of times when both Joey and Pacey could have been honest. Yeah. Uh, no, you were so correct. It's like I they're think so worried about what Dawson's going to say. No one they cares don't about care Andy. about Andy's and feelings. Like, maybe, Somebody did mention it later on in the episode. Like it's not fair. We have to talk about it with Dawson and Andy. But their main focus has been Dawson. It's always been Dawson, and I think like 
the reason they are probably so focused on Dawson and the writers are probably so focused on Dawson is because Dawson will have a worse reaction to this than Andy probably will. Andy is already looking to move on with somebody else. But that still doesn't matter. If you respect someone, you give them the courtesy of letting them know, especially Mm -hmm. when Andy is coming to you and saying, I'm ready to move on. I want you to be happy. Why does... and?" I'm sorry, Andy is somebody you can trust. Pacey knows her very well. They dated. They had a very close relationship. I think if I'm Pacey, I know Andy can keep this under her hat. Andy can keep a secret. And frankly, she shouldn't have to keep a secret for very long because you should also be telling Dawson this information. And then also on top of that, like she should um, like, yeah, she can she would be able if. She would be able to handle it. She might be upset, but she would have been able to handle it. The lying and finding out like way after the fact is going to be more hurtful. Yeah. Than you being upfront and just saying. Yeah. I I don't like this from Pacey. If we're critiquing uh, Joey, I feel like we also have to throw blame on Pacey for like both not telling Dawson and not telling Andy. I think that yeah. this is wrong. Um, <laughs> Back at the restaurant. This is so stupid. Henry looks for Jen. Jen's miserable. She made an ass of herself. She's, She's crying. She's hiding in the closet. She's hiding. Yeah. Uh, and Jen's like, you know, you were right. I was jealous. It freaked me out. Um, I spent years building this complex series of booby traps so no one could get the clothes too close to me. But you broke all my walls down. It's so scary. What if I lose you? Um, and Henry says this thing that I find proves, shows his immaturity, shows his age. He appreciates that she was jealous. I just feel like... I have had boyfriends who were jealous and I never enjoyed it. To me, it always felt like they were showing insecurity because that's usually what jealousy is, is insecurity. And I hated it, especially if there was nothing to worry about. And so the fact that he is like, I'm so happy you were jealous is like, to me, very immature. But that's who Henry is. So whatever. Yeah. Well, I mean, my immature ass is like, well, if you're jealous, then you care. (laughs) So... I don't know. And there you go. That's the difference of opinion. Um, Anyway, and he's just like, my biggest dream come true uh, is that, you know, know, seeing you in laundry or whatever the hell. I don't know. They kiss. It's stupid. Um, And then we get Mitch and Gail crap. (laughs) I can't. Mitch and Gail crap. He's like, he he brings Gail out because he has their wedding video playing. um, And, uh, you know, it got him all sentimental. Because he was watching the best man speech. Yes. Yeah. Um, and so he says he had to let her go when she went to Philly. Um, and Gail's like, what does it have to do with anything? And Mitch says that remembering what they were is very painful for him. Um, but Gail says that once she talked to Megan, like, and her husband had died and everything, all of this seems so trivial. Um, and so they watch their video and Mitch takes Gail's hand to dance. And then we hear, um, the dream, uh, dream believer or whatever the song is, um, play as they, it's like a slow version, like you were saying earlier. Yeah. It's a really, it's a really nice moment, actually. Like, I like the song a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I think that when you, um, experience loss, you think about your other relationships and how much you value them. And I think that it makes sense that they're think they saw their friend Megan, lose their husband and how that's like a big thing and maybe their problems seem a little trivial or not as important and they're reevaluating um their own relationship mm-hmm. and feelings uh is it annoying fuck yeah 
I just I wouldn't mind it if it wasn't so back and forth constantly and it's like feels back and forth even over this one season like it's gone back and forth a million times and seemingly for no reason three season arc there's like yeah there's like no inciting incident for them to not be friends again and suddenly they're not friends again it's like what the fuck is happening or like they're they're interested yeah i don't know yeah um so we're back at camp aunt gwen and dawson is looking at some pictures and joey comes in and she's wanting to talk to him she's about to tell dawson and then aunt gwen walks fucking in the room and interrupts them and scares little joey off so this to me is the point where i am anti aunt gwen because she is doing this on purpose she comes in with the painting on purpose to basically give Dawson a lecture about finding his way back to what makes him happy and like she's showing him a picture of him and Joey happy like she's definitely putting her thumb on the scale of you and Joey should be together in my opinion you know what I mean and like knowing that there's something going on with Joey and Pacey first of all not very respectable respectful of Joey and Pacey and they're like whatever they have going on second of all not respectful at all to your nephew who's gonna get his heart smashed when Joey picks somebody else over him like I just feel like it's bad that she's meddling yeah it's a little weird it's um she says that um she says like her greatest accomplishment isn't her talent or her art is the fact that she like loves somebody um and i think it is like very manipulative about like oh like you know your love for joey is like the important thing essentially i i i okay so like yeah i can't defend aunt gwen here i don't know why Mm -hmm. she told joey to go tell him and then interrupts them and then she's like here's your creepy painting and you should bring it home and hang it up on your wall like what yeah and especially because then she she like even reinforces it because she's like oh painting painting isn't my talent um love somebody it's like the that's the greatest expression of that one thing um, and then, of course, she's like, close your eyes and paint your future. What do you see? And then, of course, we fade to Joey. So it's like we know what the show wants us to think. Um, and it's just like, especially because all weekend long, he's been thinking about getting back together with Joey. And yeah, I think that, like, I appreciate the Aunt Gwen meddling of you should tell Dawson because I think she's both looking out for Dawson and Joey and Pacey um, and trying to keep the group peace, you know, peaceful. I think here she is meddling in a way that is going to be destructive to everybody pretty much. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you're totally right. You're totally right. And I think that, like, it's the funniest thing. Like, people would, people are so upset at Aunt Gwen. Like, I made a tweet where I was like, oh, I stand Aunt Gwen, mainly because of, like, the whole conversation where she's like, it's not my business um, what you and, like, yeah. Pacey do. Um, so I was like, I love this. I've never gotten so much feedback being like, no, Aunt Gwen fucking sucks <laughs> than ev- like than ever before. Like everybody yelled at me and was like, "Wow, you have terrible takes." I think like, it's probably because you didn't like specify that you weren't at the end of the episode yet, so people just thought that. Oh, was, like, in my defense, take. I wrote that right when 
she said to Joey, like, this is none of my business. Like, exactly. So you didn't Dawson. get the full picture at the moment you were tweeting yeah. that. So Tom yeah. Palmer no said, I that. suck. Elsa no says, one I said suck. You no, suck. I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> they were just like, you're fucking wrong. Even on the Instagram, people were like, uh, excuse me, ma'am, you're wrong. Like, this, um, we have. Misty Farmer saying Aunt Gwen is nosy. Like, everybody is hating on Aunt. I think, like, this is how we're going to get America to come together with everybody in the galaxy's hatred yep. of Aunt Gwen. Yep. It's That's amazing. it. That's the one thing. I've never been yelled at more, told that, like, your opinions are wrong. There I'm sorry. She's still a cool aunt. What do you want me to say? No, she, do she I, has flaws. Do Everybody I want to go over and sing karaoke and paint at Aunt Gwen's house and play with horses? Yes, I do. Sue me, people. Sue me. Yeah. Aunt Gwen is fun. Okay. That's it. Back to the better mo- one of the better moments of the entire episode. So we see Joey walking over to the fireplace or fire pit where Pacey is sitting. And Pacey's like, don't worry about it. I'm not going to kiss you again. And then he's like, what, you know, what is going on between us? And she's like, I don't know. And it's, oh, my God, it's so frustrating. Um, and he says he deserves a better answer than that. True. And Joey says that she's been trying to pretend this is a hormonal glitch, but it's not working. Um, Joey says that she couldn't find the words to tell Dawson. And PC says, well, what would you have said to him? She's like, I don't know. And PC's like, I don't believe you. And, like, totally fair on PC's part. Like, how many times do they have to talk about this for her to, like, keep saying, I don't know how I feel. I don't know how I feel. You know how you feel. PC, because if this was, like, a relationship between, like, or a conversation between Dawson and Joey, then they would both be like, I I don't know what I mean. And Dawson would be like, I don't know what I mean. And be like, we don't know what we mean. Okay. Like, let's just like not talk about it and talk about it later, but we'll think about it nonstop. Like at least like Pacey's like, tell me, talk, please. Like pull it out of yourself. Yeah. Yep. And uh, yeah. And so uh, Pacey's just like, well, like I, you're not too scared to ask yourself the right questions. I know how you feel. You know how I feel. The point is not how I feel. It's how you feel. How do you feel? And then she just says awful. And he's like, you know what? I do too. I've never felt better and I've never felt worse at the same time when kissing you. Um, the thought that Dawson or Andy, finally we get an Andy mention, would yeah. find out is killing me. Um, and he then he says the line we talked about earlier. He says, I can't keep on kissing you. I've done it twice. I can't be the one initiating and giving you all of the answers. And and then I, I love this. And I, I love that he says, like, if you even felt one shred of what I felt for you, we wouldn't be standing here. We wouldn't mm-hmm. we wouldn't be having this conversation. And like, this is so true. Like, she has known for a while how Pacey feels. And I can imagine being very frustrated on his end of knowing that she feels something for him, but not being willing to admit it to herself enough to actually take action and reciprocate. He's not even asking her to do a lot. He's asking her to simply, he's not asking her to make the first move. He's asking her to reciprocate and explain to him how she feels. I don't feel like that's a lot to ask. Or if it's like, if it's too much, like she's not, I don't know. I, yeah, I, I, it's extremely frustrating because she can't vocalize what's going on in her head. Um, She's giving him mixed single signals, like, I don't she it's back and forth but she winds up kissing him 
Yes. So she pulls him by like the hand. She He goes to leave and she grabs his hand and she finally does it. She kisses him. And let me say, I actually really thought this was a good kiss. Oh, it's such a good kiss. Yeah. Like I thought this it was, was a great moment. It was a good, good kiss. Um, I loved it. I, I mean, I... I think like I don't know like the 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 little sneaking around is like kind of exciting. I don't think you're wrong for saying that. Like I feel like that is a reason we see that as a, a plot line a lot in television. Like it's a reason that people do it because the sneaking around is very fun. Like the potential of getting caught is very fun. Um, I agree. Like I think the little again stolen kisses, right? Like I think it's a great plot point, and I think it's fun to have it in a television show where like it's only a matter of time until they get caught, right? It's only a matter of time until Dawson find out. Like it's it's like there's a very fun aspect to that. It's definitely has to be coming soon. Has yeah. to be. So, yeah, it's like really exciting. I think that like the fact that they're like away from home and like even like I think like the fact that like Andy and Dawson are like not too far away, even that makes it like more like dangerous and yeah. sexy and like taboo like and I think that like leads to like the fact that like like it kind of exemplifies the desire yeah I don't know um I think that it is very saucy but I like the stolen kisses and I think that it's I like eventually that Joey does come around and makes the move and kisses him Mm -hmm. I think it's needed. She needs to vocalize how she feels. And I just don't know if she's even able to do that. So let me ask you at this point um, where they're not really together at this point, but Joey has finally reciprocated something. How are you now feeling about the Jossie of it all? Uh, I mean, I like-ish Jossie. It depends if... Joey can vocalize how she really feels, mm-hmm. then I would feel more comfortable um, with it. And I think that's it. Like, Joey can't fucking talk. She can't ever talk. She mm-hmm. This is a problem that she's had since she season can only run. one. She can only run and, like, stutter over her words. If she can form sentences then I would be into it I still think like I mean Pacey is a very like he's very vocal in his feelings so I think it's it definitely comes easier than um for Pacey and I think that like I have to be sympathetic with that as well like not everybody is able to talk about their feelings and as somebody that it's very easy to talk about my feelings I should probably be more like sympathetic about that um for other people I still am not fully convinced that she likes him as much as he likes her. Um, I still feel as though I'm not I'm interested in seeing them together, I guess, before I can say like, oh, Jossie is still better than Pandy or whatever. I think I think the beginnings of the Andy or of the of the Pandy relationship are more rootable than the Jossie relationship. Yeah. I think that it's more reciprocated, reciprocal. You know what I mean? Like it's more even. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. And it's more lighthearted. There's less at stake, right? Yeah. There isn't. But this is passion. This, this is, is sex. It this is. This is lust. I this agree with love. you, though. I am. I feel like we are on the same page of we need to see more from Joey for us to be yeah. fully on board. Her yeah. hesitation is giving us hesitation. Yeah. There's no, like, I feel as though, like, this is more, like, sexually charged and, like, primal than like a pandy relationship was that was like a very cerebral relationship while this is just like they want to just grab each other in the dark and it's exciting it's definitely exciting it's passionate Mm -hmm. but like i need to make sure that like they can like they can they can deal with the day-to-day yep um and i think that the first steps is definitely telling dawson and andy so i think it has to happen soon yeah no i agree with you um would you like to know what the next episode title is yes the longest day the longest day yep so like i always think back about like whenever somebody's like i have something to tell you but like let's not talk about it until like a we need to talk thing we need to talk but like i can't talk to you until like the end of the day or whatever like maybe that's what's going on like they they tell Dawson like we have something to tell you we're gonna sit you down and then like Dawson's like I have to wait all freaking day to hear what's going on that's painful yeah that's fair so uh we'll find out next week how that pans out um would you like to well actually before we get into we have feedback to get through we have a lot of feedback to get through a feedback heavy episode um and of course we have the fashion to go through um but before we do all that we must take a quick break to hear from our sponsors we will be right back and we are back um would you like to start things off with a little voicemail yeah absolutely let's do it buenos dias las mujeres I'm humble enough to try to relearn Spanish after taking it in high school. So I want to remember my roots and give credit where it's due. And I really want to give credit for both of you. You know, it's really been wonderful to go through. And I'm learning new things about Dawson's Creek. And I thought it wasn't possible. So I really think this episode's plot is very similar to the movie Dan in Real Life with Steve Carell that came out in the mid-2000s. It's one of my favorite movies, and this is my favorite episode, Stolen Kisses. And I just realized the connection between these, this episode and the movie. If you watch it, you'll definitely see it, I think. I think the cover of the Daydream Believer in this episode is really fantastic. Um, I agree. And um, in terms of Julie Bowen, who I talked about a couple episodes ago that she was going to be coming on i bought the season one dvd of modern family um for a friend after i gave her some options in like an alex hitchens type way from the movie hitch where he presented um eva mendes's character with options um so she she chose the modern family one I, from what i gathered and then we started watching modern family and later i showed her just this episode out of context and then she recognized Julie Bowen and I didn't see it. I had not seen it before when I'd been watching Dawson's Creek. So that was really cool. Serendipity is really beautiful when it happens. And the movie Dan Real Life 
it's very symmetrical, very entertaining, very rewarding. The director from that movie made a movie with Katie Holmes later uh, called Pieces of April. Mm-hmm. And did you remember the word shred? Thanks. Dread? Is that the word of the week? Dread. Dread. Yeah. Dread. I've never seen Dan in real life. Have you seen Dan in real life? I haven't. I love Steve Carell. So it's uh, probably a little surprising. I haven't um, I haven't seen it. Um, uh, you can watch it on Disney Plus. Oh, that's odd that it's on Disney Plus. Okay, cool. Yes, it's a 2007 movie. A single father, Dan, dedicates his life to his children, but one day he meets Marie at a bookstore. They get to know each other, but then he finds out dot, dot, dot. Wow. Oh, spicy. Yeah. Well, I don't know what he finds out. Listen. I don't know. Thank you, Temi. Um, Buenos dias to you, too. Buenos noches at this point. The no chase. Yeah. It's la no chase. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Dread. I can definitely tell that Dawson is probably, well, everyone's dreading telling Dawson. Nobody's dreading telling Andy because they forgot. Yeah, right. Um, Would you like to hear some hot takes from Stefan? Yeah. Okay. Um, He says uh, he has two scorched earth hot takes. The talk of Joey not deserving Pacey is not fair. If Dawson is your favorite character, then you would think Jen doesn't deserve him. If Andy's your favorite, then Pacey doesn't deserve her. None of these characters deserve each other. They're not trophies to be earned, but what they do deserve is happiness no matter who they find that in. I mean, that's a good point. It is a good point. Nobody deserves nothing in life. That's true. I think, like, uh, what I would say to kind of um, fight against that a little bit is that people deserve to be told they are loved and appreciated and shown they're loved and appreciated. And I think that if Joey cannot do that for Pacey and cannot reciprocate what he is offering her, then I think they she should not be with him. Like You know what I mean? Like, I think... Take the word deserve out of the equation. And that is kind of where my feelings lie. Mm-hmm. Um, and his second scorched earth take is that Andy is his second least favorite main character on the show. Oh, no. <gasps> Linda is going to be so upset. Um, oh, no. Well, she doesn't make mistakes often. When she does, she makes huge mistakes that are more noticeable in a binge because they appear to occur more frequently. So but that's talking- like... That's like season three bullshit from the original. Oh, yes. Um, I think he is blaming. Yeah, of course, he's going to blame Andy for the season, the way season three writers wrote her. Of course. Yeah. I mean, logically, it makes sense. Um, and he says, uh, da, 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 da. so this, it goes with his first hot take. Andy doesn't deserve to be told anything about Pacey and Joey. When the ex or best friend was a cheater, then the rules no longer apply. Interesting. Oh. I might okay, agree so if, if okay, so if your ex is a cheater, then you have the right to do anything. I th- that I think that's it, what like, he's saying. I mean, rules I would don't apply. I would backpedal on that and say that maybe in the case where they're no longer friends, but Andy and Pacey have repaired things, so I feel well, like trying. Yeah, she should get the you know get a little bit of info there um also apparently this storyline happened not too soon after katie holmes and joshua jackson broke up in real life 
ooh, how are they heating things up after their real life relationship is slowing down? Yeah. That is nuts. I know. And I loved uh, I loved his reaction. I, I just love this little moment at the end of his email. Um, he says when he first saw Joey kiss Pacey, the teenage girl in me screamed, the rom-com fanatic in me screamed even louder, and the 30-year-old bro that I actually am screamed the loudest. <laughs> <laughs> that is amazing. That's a great line. I thought That's that was amazing. really fun. So thank oh you gosh. so much. We appreciate your feedback. And, you know, I appreciate the fact that, like, you know, he has a difference of opinion. And, like, that's fine. We all can disagree it's amazing. on stuff. I, I, like, I like it when people tell me I'm wrong. My yeah. nail stylist technician tells me oh that all the, time. all the time uh, all the time yeah yeah um uh, should i read should i read yes an email? read one please okay uh i am going to read an email from andrea um hi friends um i was going to compose my thoughts and watch next week's episode before ma- emailing you by listening to all the feedback from neverland and wanted to chime in too so my feelings about a brewing p and j relationship and the implications to both their individual relationships with dawson and andy generally speaking yes friends exes and exes are off limits with a few caveats so she has rules too everybody has their own rules number one the concept of a loyalty towards dawson and not wanting to hurt him doesn't really have much to of a like to stand on in my opinion when he has such a crappy he's been such a crappy friend to both of them for pretty much the entirety of the show that's just mm. a little bit true that's a little true uh dawson was very dismissive about joey's art being vandalized dawson rarely if ever checks on his friends and only concerns himself with their problems and has complete tunnel vision um, only concerning with himself. Once again, it's kind of a true statement. Um, that yeah. being said, I think that's a symptom of being a teenager, so we can forgive him. That's true. Um, I just think that traditional rules of friendship carry over the same weight. Um, number two. Well, one, th- I do want to reply to that very quickly in yeah. that I think if Joey and PC are still willing to have him as a friend I think that they're willing to overlook all of those things and those things don't necessarily bother them as much and so mm-hmm. then they would still owe him the respect of just like giving him a heads up is all I would say yeah number two Joey and Pacey have their own history they might have been a part of each other's lives through their mutual friendship with Dawson but a bond has been forged without Dawson um, so apparently they were like chasing each other on the playground and also this feels retconny to me of the snails, show. Uh, snails form bonds. It's true. The snails from season one really did a I think a our biggest evidence is the feelings that Pacey were developing towards Joey in season one. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I think that that is good evidence that this happened like holistically. Yeah. Number three, Dawson says that Joey is his soulmate, but in the beginning of the school last year, Dawson didn't even see Joey. It wasn't until a hormonal awakening that he decided that he wanted their friendship to be deeper, more romantic. Um, I'm a firm believer in soulmates, but I don't necessarily believe they have to be a romantic relationship. Friend soulmates are even a real thing, Dawson. Oh, this I, is 100% a, true. We've talked about this. Point. Yeah. Um, I think that... Uh, once again, we talked about that earlier. Like Dawson, I think, like started liking Joey because Joey started liking him. Yep. And she comes out in a pretty dress and sings a shitty song. And he's like, oh, wait, no, she's like a hot girl. Yeah. Yeah, that's so. exactly right. Yep. 
yeah um and then we have um so yeah we have a couple of more amazing points from andrea about um about that including a personal story from college um and i i mean this is a this is a saucy story andrea Um, I think that she relates to Pacey and Joey because of this, this situation that she's been to, uh, it's not for funsies. They have a true feeling for each other. Oh yeah. They're not going into this with the purpose of hurting Dawson. So yeah, that is a good thing to point out that we probably haven't spoken enough about. Yeah. Yeah. I'm proud of you for this situation, Andrea. She basically what happened is that like she was with somebody and then her friend got with that person. Oh. And then she had to be mature in the relationship. Um, so all right. We we I mean the jury's still out. We still have a few more episodes to see how this mm-hmm. is all handled. If this is gonna be above board, let's see. She also has a quick question for us. Mm-hmm. Um so she wants us to sort the creek creeps into their Hogwarts houses. Have we oh, ever fun. done this? No, we did, we did. We did. Um, we did D and D races and classes. Yeah, we talked about we, astrology. Yep. Uh, yeah. So go check out that podcast. But we have never. Yeah, we talk about astrology constantly. We have never sorted them into houses. Yeah. Off the top of my head, I would say, and this is not us condoning JKR because she can go to hell. Um. I would say Dawson off the bat screams Gryffindor to me because he needs attention all the time. And I say this as someone who is a Gryffindor and needs attention all the time. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, um, yeah, Andrea was thinking Ravenclaw or Slytherin. Oh, interesting. Um, hmm. I could see Ravenclaw. I think I see Joey as more of a Ravenclaw. Pacey's true Hufflepuff. Easy peasy. Done. <laughs> I can see Pacey as a puff. Yeah, he's a puff. Uh, Joey, uh, yeah, Ravenclaw kind of makes sense for me. She's creative. She's mm-hmm. smart. Um, Andy is could be a Ravenclaw Ravenclaw or a Gryffindor, well. I think. Yeah. Um, Jen. Jen. Jen is hard. Jen she, feels maybe Slytherin-y Slytherin. kind of. A little. Maybe. Jack, I think, is a Gryffindor. That makes sense to me. Um, that one was probably the easiest. Yes. Of all the characters, he's the easiest to sort, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she wanted to also say hi to all the other friends of the show. Oh. Temi, Kimmy, Linda, DBK, Ash, um, and everybody else. And she wants to say she's thinking shit 90s squad. For oh. our name, which is actually probably the best. It's better than the shitheads. That's better than shitheads. <laughs> I like shit ninety squad. I let's, do too. Everybody know. else, sound let off on know. how you how you think yeah. about that. If you like it, thank you, Andrea. We love getting your feedback, Andrea. Thank you so much. Um, are you ready? Speaking of DBK, are you ready to hear a voicemail from him? Yes. April twenty sixth. 2000. Hey guys, I'm sure most of the people probably want to talk about Joey and Pacey and their ongoing love affair, but not this guy. What if I told you this Will Kreditsky character got his own show? 
what? called Young Americans. Crabby. And he went to boarding school. And there was a girl pretending to be a guy there. And there was a chick named Scout. And they made a whole one-season show based around Pacey's friend, Will Kredinsky. Can you believe it, guys? Look it up. I'm not lying. Young Americans. What a trip. Cruddy. <laughs> oh, my God. Wait. Hold on. No, this is so true. This, this is true. This is a spinoff. What? Yes. My mind is blown right now. Okay. Forget it. Forget Felicity. We are covering. We are covering Young Americans. This is literally about Will Kredinsky, a working class New Englander, earns a scholarship to his hometown's posh boarding school, starting with the summer session, as a means of escaping his abusive father, who works in a factory. It doesn't say worse in a factory. And um, holy crap, who knew that there was a sequel to Dawson's Creek or a oh spinoff show starring Cruddy? Oh this my is god, unbelievable! This is great news. Uh, Thank you, DBK. High priority on my watch list. <laughs> How um, many episodes are there? Did you say? How many seasons? Eight episodes. <laughs> That's it. Cruddy did not get far. We need to cover this at some point. Cruddy. What the heck? Amazing. Oh, my gosh. We love to see it. We love to see it. Sponsored by Coca-Cola. Coca-Cola presents Young Americans. (laughs) A summer premiere. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. This aired on the WB, of course. Of course it did. Of course it did. This cracks um, me up. Fucking cruddy. This show it. explores themes of forbidden love. Been Ooh. there, done that, young Americans. Spicy. Morality, social classes, and gender roles. Yeah. Starring Will Cruddy. Oh, my God. I can't. We need to watch this. Um, this young is American? Like, is that what it's called? Young American. Weird name. Okay. I love boarding school. You, Of course you do. Of course, of course you love like a sorority. You love all that stuff. Of course yeah, you do. I love do. boarding school. Um, would you like to hear from Ash? Speaking of Ash, Ash also got listed. Would you like to hear from Ash? Ash. Yes. Um, she also brought up how Jackers is brought back and she's just like, why, why is this back? Why is this back? Can this be done? Jackers. <laughs> Jackers. I, I mean, Jackers is a, is a great nickname. Oh, Ash also brings up, she says, Will Kredsky is cutie, but fairly random capeside visitor. This visit is used to introduce him as a character on the canceled after one season WB show Young Americans. She hasn't seen okay, it. Okay, okay, okay. So like, okay, so this is like, we have this new show. It's called Young yes. Americans. Let's get Cruddy on. Okay. Yeah. Okay, this is making more sense. It's not like we made this like character will cruddy on dawson's creek and was like we love this kid let's yeah. give him his own show yeah um and she says that she, even though there's like the heart on the treehouse, the art aunt gwen did of them um she says on paper dawson and joey should be together um and she understands how all this could be a cute love story but their relationship is so toxic it's made it's for true. daydreams if you will cue their karaoke song daydream believer which speaks straight to that even though joey isn't really a homecoming queen can we call dawson a daydream believer i think on one hand yes but on the other hand he is too is he too angsty for that title i don't even <laughs> know what qualifies you to be a daydream believer okay yeah. like, like okay uh, so like a daydream is like you like believe you, in your daydreams i guess you be- yeah <laughs> yeah yeah i guess so yeah um 
Yes. So I think she's a little frustrated with Joey where last episode she's like, everything's totally normal. We're friends. And now Joey is like, I thought you were sending this an out piece. So you can't come with us. She's very moody. Yeah. Um, and she loves her. One of her favorite lines is my butt wants nothing to do with your butt. Okay. <laughs> um, and uh, she says, finally, Joey kissing Pacey and making a quasi choice for once. Um, she loves the Julie Bowen cameo. Um, and uh, she says that the, oh, interesting. We didn't talk about this at all. The Dawson Joey Pacey love triangle is not like that of uh, Aunt Gwen's. And I hate the insinuation that there is a parallel. Aunt Gwen's involved marriage and adults. Mm-hmm. This is interesting. I think we are meant to believe that there's a parallel there, but I, I agree. I think there's a big difference here. <laughs> yeah. Um, Aunt Gwen is. She she also like chased. So she says that she was a sellout because she married like this rich lawyer. But then she fell in love with this artsy guy and ran off with him. Mm -hmm. And but then she's also like, I'm glad that I married him and took the chance that with like and 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 went with somebody that I love and I didn't waste my life with somebody that I didn't love. And yeah. even though it was a short relationship. So, yeah, like, I don't really know if it has, like, much parallels to... There, there aren't, it? yeah. Dawson would be the artsy one, and Pacey's the lawyer. No, is Pacey it, is the one that Pacey's she, the lawyer. Yeah, because he made Whatever. her feel alive. Uh, is not the lawyer. Dawson's um, definitely not a lawyer. Also, I love... So, Ash is very um, organized in her emails, and I love that she titled the Mitch and Gale session, If We Have To. <laughs> If we have to. Hey, Leary's Fresh Fish is the best place on earth. Yeah. Where else can you get clam chowder for yeah. $3.99 a bowl? Um, and she does point out that, like, uh, Mitch is upset when he doesn't want to, or excuse me, Gail's upset when Mitch doesn't want to talk to her. Um, and she's just like, you know what, Gail? His friend just died. It's not about you. <laughs> it's like, I can Gail believe it? Probably not. I mean, where do you think Dawson gets it from? Yeah, yeah. Um, and then, of course, another Henry and Jen section, if we have to. Um, <laughs> she says, Shelly just offered me sex. I understand he's in shock, but this is the weirdest, cringiest way that Henry could have afforded this. <laughs> uh, uh, it's really weird. Like, Shelly just, like, came up to me and offered me sex. <laughs> like really strange I, I i didn't even know what to say um and then one other last moment from ash uh she says henry giving the giving into the flirting was a bit extra i'd be pissed if i were jen jealous not really pissed absolutely enough to cuss out shelly in front of a restaurant of people about something she had no idea about probably not <laughs> yeah like jen just lost her fucking mind i don't know yeah they and the writers did too yeah oh and one other thing ash says is enjoy next week's episode it's a ride so that's fun to hear i think that the last five episodes are just gonna be phenomenal yeah fire. i'm very excited i'm very very excited we're getting up to like close to the end i mean 20 of 24 episodes so it's really yeah. everything's happening. It's all happening now. Um, yes. We have one more voicemail and then another email. So should we listen to another voicemail? Yeah, let's listen to a voicemail from Kimmy. I'm so happy right now. 
I love everything about this episode. Even the bad things I love to hate. It is a perfect episode. <laughs> Jassy is perfect, and I will not entertain anything otherwise. I mean, the stolen looks, the 10-second countdown, the Joey hand grab, that we have to sleep with each other, even though Andy is not in a coma, so we could just try a little bit harder to wake her up, that I felt a live line. Oh my God. This is when my pandy punch expired and the Jossie juice addiction was solidified. Also, I love to hate Will Sounders a god Krutsky. He is the most boring person to get a spinoff since no one. No one in the history of television has been more boring and received a spinoff show, which is why his show lasted exactly eight episodes. <laughs> Jen is clearly the fucking fish restaurant has invaded her brain and she has mercury poisoning. There is no world where in which Jen would be slut shaming someone and crying over Henry, fucking Henry. Gail and Mitch, let me get this straight. This man spoke at your wedding and doesn't know you were divorced? You didn't attend his funeral? The fuck? But the number one thing I love to hate is, Aunt, I stole my art from the local elementary school, Gwen. <laughs> if we played fuck, Mary kill with Aunt Gwen, AJ, and Ethan, I would kill Aunt Gwen three times. So she lets all the teenagers sleep together in one room, Jossie in the same bed, and then has the audacity to get on a high horse and interrupt the most perfect kiss because of Dawson? They just told you they weren't together. Joey's not beholden to Dawson. Let's not forget that Dawson made her wear a wire for her father, then rejected her while he was going around humping Eve. Stop the madness. Let the kids kiss. Stop pimping out your nephew, lurking around corners trying to catch them holding hands, drawing pictures of them trying to manifest their love together and being an overall creep. But even then, even though Aunt Gwen is in this episode, I still think it's an incredible episode. Is this the best episode of Dawson's Creek thus far? I can't wait to hear your thoughts. And I also can't wait for you to see your next episode, which is also very good. Talk to you guys later. Sometimes I is feel like Kimmy best? is my spirit animal. Oh my God, Kimmy. <laughs> um, Kimmy. <laughs> okay. Is this the best episode? I mean, like, it is really, really good. Is it... Is it, is it, is it, it's up there. It's up there it's definitely for the season. It's up there. It's brought down by the gen, the genry and the, the male of it all. The male, the gitch, you know what I mean? Gitchen male. Gitchen male. It is brought down by that and it is brought down by the Jen and Henry stuff. But I would say it's definitely a top tier season three episode. Mm-hmm. Um, is it my favorite episode like overall, including season two? No, I think season two has better episodes than this one. But it's yeah, a good no. episode. It's a it's a very good episode. Yeah. Uh, I I mean, I don't know. I'm thinking about like this season. We do our like some odd full rankings. Mm hmm. I don't know why, but Stupid Witch Island is really sticking with Girl, me. Girl, get off of Witch Island. Like, I can't. I, did you drink the witch's brew? Did they give I you the I love did. potion so, for like, Witch's Island? The thing is that Elsa said, like, she's pretty sure that Aunt Gwen is a witch because she painted the picture of the cabin and then wound up living there. So I feel like Aunt Gwen is, like, a Witch's Island witch. Ma'am. I'm obsessed with Witch Island. You really I are. Stop. I don't know why. Writers, like listeners, write in and tell Sarah to get off the Witch Island to, juice. To leave Witch Island. Leave Witch I Island, got, please, I girl. Got, I, I got a spell on me, and it's about Witch it, Island. You do. You really, truly do. Um. Okay, we have one last feedback. Lindy. Oh, I love um, Lindy. I know, I know. Okay, Lindy so, on the One Indescribable podcast. Go check it out if you're a fan of Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. She's check, amazing. Check it out. Um... What did we do for spring break in high school? We don't do spring break in I high school. I didn't do shit. But I did I go to Seaside um, prom weekend, which is what like I probably would have done if we did do spring break in high school. 
but seaside yep. um the beach that was on jersey shore that's what every good go. jersey girl did jersey shore who was the best karaoke performer pacey, pacey. obviously mm-hmm. um do you have a karaoke song jess oh yeah don't stop believing come on now of course i'm a basic why I asked that um i have uh i sing arike iglesias's hero is my karaoke song um, i love that for you yeah it's quite a performance um why was everybody's first choice to sleep on the floor i would have fought for the bed thank you Lindy. big same yeah Lindy, you always because you're a sane bed. person Lindy. yeah um i've always wondered when did pacey's arm brush up against joey's um i guess it was before the moment we see them in the morning i never noticed it on screen but i could be wrong i did not see it either Lindy, it i had like my eyes peeled for that ish on my second wash and i didn't see it either it seemed as though they were very separated in the beds i didn't even see any butts touching other butts um my unfortunately butt nothing to do with your butt uh, nobody uh, my arm has nothing it doesn't want anything to do with your arm yeah. i think that this was probably like when they were like both sleeping i don't know yeah uh if aunt gwen saw is not for business why did she awkwardly uh, um interrupt joey and pacey's kiss and stare at them until pacey went inside then aunt gwen wants joey to tell dawson but she interrupts them too she could have silently backed up both out of both of those situations probably but retweet. aunt gwen's the fun aunt retweet lindy yeah. Um, Aunt Gwen has nothing else better to do than hang out with sixteen-year-olds and paint in shitty Podunk pictures. Town. Yeah, and just her yeah. shitty paintings. Yeah, and go shopping at a store where no one can shop in except Dawson and Joey. <laughs> Nobody else. <laughs> Earlier in the season, I wrote and I said I liked Henry, but now he and Jen are so embarrassing and it's hard to watch. I know you'll talk about all this, but Jen just abandons her job as a host, hide in the back <laughs> for the rest of the night, uh, and and yeah. uh, Henry's dream was to see Jen in lingerie when did that happen does he mean her roller skating outfit that is oh i forgot to mention that oh yeah how was that fucking lingerie dude that's like pajamas i mean like i think it was supposed to be it was from victoria's secret i think that was but supposed it was to be like lingerie. shorts in a tank it wasn't um, like that is like oh. if your dreams is just see one other person in lingerie then you really need to reach out and like dream bigger dream bigger <laughs> um one oh one other thing um eric messaged me and he said that because we talked about how like it didn't make sense in the last episode that like henry wouldn't be embarrassed to like invite all the popular like football guys to the party yeah. he said the thing is, is that in a small town, you're playing like these sports with people like these rec sports since you were like two years old. So like this, the popular boys were probably in going to the same parties with Henry that were like dorky oh. since they were like three years old. That's a good point we had not considered. Yeah. That is a good point. That's a great point. Thank you so much for all of the amazing feedback from everybody. All of our shit 90s squad squad if that's what we want to go with we want to hear from you what do you all prefer yeah um, noodles squash. so much feedback this episode we so appreciate it and I it was a pretty shitheads is dead i think shitheads should be dead because it's kind of rude to our listeners <laughs> 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 if we want to keep them we probably should be nicer to them yeah i'm not Just gonna, saying yeah so uh <sighs> yeah thank you so 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 much we really really appreciate everybody mm-hmm Telling us and um, all their thoughts. And, and if you want to get your thoughts heard, you yeah. can send us a message on Twitter or tweet at us at Shit90s Pod. 
Go on Instagram, also at shit90spod. Go on our website, shit90spod.com. You can leave a voice voicemail there. You can send us a message there. There's so many ways, shit90spod at gmail.com to reach us. So many ways to reach out and connect with us. So please do that because we we love yeah. the feedback so much. Yeah. Thank you, Jess. You're welcome, Sarah. Um, we have our fashion hour. So yes. the Elle Woods Award for Fashion Excellence. My first nominee goes to Joey. Joey has in this first scene a high pony, a um, denim jacket with patches. Remember patches I on do. denim jackets? They were yeah. such a thing. Yeah, yeah. And like they were like there's like the iron-ons because like the sew-ons were too hard to do. Yep. No patches. one ever you got a sew-on patch and you're like, what the fuck am I supposed to do with what this? What am I gonna do with this now? Yep. Um, she is wearing this little cami with like a lace trim on the bottom, which was so early 2000s too. Very early 2000s. A huge chunky belt and some like uh, baggy, like straight legged jeans that maybe are like starting to become a boot cut. Boot cuts were a thing in the early 2000s. Um, what do you think about Joey's like limited to (laughs) aesthetic denim on denim the canadian tuxedo with the patches with the lace cami of the high pony all of this reads early 2000s to me a denim jacket was like a very cool accessory to have and honestly take off the patches and i think in a darker denim probably and maybe even cropped a little bit like change a lot of things about the denim jacket but the (laughs) denim denim jacket itself is still very everything and it will be timeless exactly but you know what i mean like you could still rock a denim jacket nowadays and it would be all good yeah you could um my next nominee is jen jen has been really into pigtails lately which i feel like um, a low i like i like the low pigtail on her i think it's cute yeah i also rocked a pigtail in the early 2000s um definitely the thing to do nobody does pigtails anymore except for children but Mm -hmm. so she's wearing that she's wearing um like a button down like paisley purple uh little button down shirt and then she's wearing a black um like not quite a pencil skirt but like a skirt that goes below her knees this is her hostess outfit but also like this shirt is very like early 2000s because it's extremely busy it's very busy I think the skirt is very cute on her I like the length of it like it seems like very appropriate for work but also like it's not like floor length you know Um, I think the pigtails are very cute on her I hate this shirt it's so busy it's a button down which I also don't like it kind of looks like a Vera Bradley made a shirt Oh, it's, you're right. It's kind of ugly, like a paisley That's thing. True. It's not my thing. I don't care for it. But I, I think that she looks cute overall. Yeah. My last nominee is Andy. And this this outfit is like Andy as like Jen has been liking the pigtails. Andy has been loving a headscarf. So a she's knitted wearing, one like a knitted, yeah, head a bandana. knitted like a knitted crocheted <laughs> oh, like no. headscarf bandana, Awful. an orange T-shirt with a fish on it that says something but it's a beaded fish like a bedazzled fish yeah and some sort of wording that i can't quite read it's probably something like go fish or like it's some, something like, stupid sassy, yeah. stupid saying on the shirt and then she's wearing a short denim skirt. Um, um i have to come i have to compose myself 
Is it the squirt? Love a squirt. You love squirts I because it's fucking, the best of both words. I worlds. fucking rocked a squirt. Me and my mom, yeah. man. Every time we could fucking buy a squirt, I can remember I had this purple squirt. Yeah. Yes, it was purple. It was everything. Ew. I wore that. No, don't you you me? It was Barney <laughs> purple too. It was probably very ugly by today's standards. But you know what? I wore that shit until it fucking broke. Like I yeah. loved that squirt. Loved I love it. a squirt. I love yeah. the function of a squirt because you get. The amazing comfortability of shorts where you know you're not going to be flashing your hoo-ha to everybody, but yeah. also just the cutesiness of a mini skirt. And yeah. without the skirt, my points would be going to Joey, but I cannot in good conscience yeah. see a skirt and not reward it. So Andy is going to be my winner today. Great job, Andy. Also, like denim mini skirts were like, or denim skirts in general were oh my- very early 2000s. That's like I feel like that, they hit their stride because skirts were a thing, but I think the mini skirt arrived on the scene in like almost 2010 like it was like Mm. around when I graduated maybe a little bit earlier than that like 2005 to 2010 they were like hopping and bopping every one of my friends was wearing a mini skirt denim mini skirt and I didn't because I got the chub rub and that's no fun for anybody (laughs) I'm sorry sorry I'm over it now I got the thunder thighs and I appreciate them um so the Paul Reds Certificate of Timelessness Awards. My first nomination is Dawson. This is when Dawson was sulking on top of the barn and not helping washing the horse. He is wearing a gray sweatshirt and a watch and some blue jeans and some work boots and his hair is cascading and (laughs) I think his arms are looking really buff. I think Dawson actually looks pretty good here. Like I'm not gonna lie, like I think it's because James Franderbeek looks like he's out of high school now and he looks yeah. like he's been working out. So he's like, it's arm day. It's arm day, baby. And he yeah, looks it's good. Arm day. He's uh, channeling Mitch's arm day. He is channeling Mitch's arm day. Amazing. Yeah. Um, and then my next uh, nomination, my last nomination is Cruddy. Uh, Will Cruddy, he is wearing. Uh, a gray shirt underneath like a plaid shirt and some blue jeans he's just look looks like an a young american he looks like <laughs> a young american that's it like a he young does. american boy yeah um yeah i think like this was definitely a popular thing to wear like the long sleeve shirt under the short I mean, sleeve shirt for is. a hot minute still um is. yeah he does look all american he has like almost like highlighted hair you know it's like a bit longish um it's an okay look but i think that because we have to we have to reward dawson for his arm day so i have yeah. i have to give it to dawson sorry cruddy <laughs> today's not your day it's not your day you only had eight days apparently exactly where your show aired <laughs> Oh my god, the shade. So those are our old fashion awards. Uh congrats to Andy and Dawson. You deserved it. Yeah. Um that's everything we've got. We did all the pl- we did all the the social media earlier, but let's yep. get into a little bit of the plugs. Sarah, what do we have going on here? So, of course, Dawson's Creek and Boy Meets World. Um we are also if you love Kerr Smith, a.k.a. Jackers. Um, Catch us uh, talk about Final Destination with Ariel Um, coming out sometime soon. So look out for that. Um, And then in addition to that, with um, Melissa Denny, we're covering Little Rascals. I'm so excited. When I tell you I watched Little Rascals, 
I don't even know how many times as a child. Like, oh my God. It's so the limit good. does not wait. exist. I cannot wait. So we're excited about both of those. Um, aside from that, on PSR, uh, Catch Jessica and I talk about the brand new HBO show, The Gilded Age, from the same creators as Downton Abbey. Um, we already put out two preview podcasts and upcoming this week today where you could be listening to this on Monday, they mm-hmm. the, the show's coming out. So Yeah, so check will, it at nine PM on HBO. Yeah. Um, and then listen to us on PSR. It. Please do. Um, we'll obviously be retweeting and everything, and it will have its own feed um, at a certain point, so we will let you know when that happens as well. Um, I cannot wait. I'm so excited to cover that show. It has such a stacked cast. Cynthia Nixon, um, Carrie Coon. It's just like the, the the members of that cast are amazing, so definitely check us out there. And then you can also catch me, as always, on Community Building. Um, and we just finished up our uh, coverage of Yellow Jackets Season 1. We did that. We dropped a podcast nearly every day, weekday. Um, so go check out all of that and more at Post Show Recaps. Um, and yeah, just follow us on Twitter. You'll see what we're doing at the Jess Sterling and at Sarah Ferguson is where you can find us. And of course, at Show 90s Pod for everything on this podcast. Um, thank you all for getting through. We know this was a long one, but like there was so much to cover. It was such a big episode. Um, yeah. So thank you all for listening. We will talk to you all next time. Just Have a good one. Shit 90 Show Start Me.